0: Welcome to Sabby Sab's podcast on call-in. This is episode 99. Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon fired. Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon have been fired. Now that we have more information, let's chat about it. What does this mean for mainstream media and the future of independent media? And of course, feel free to chat about other things as well as you see fit. I'll go ahead and start off by telling you guys. You know, I have done internships in mainstream media before. I majored in broadcast journalism and undergrad as well as English. And when it comes to mainstream media, one of the things that we have to consider as well is that these commentators, I call them commentators, I don't think they're really journalists. They're reading a teleprompter. These commentators are very much controlled in a sense where there are certain things that they can say and there are certain things that they cannot say. Oftentimes what you don't see as a member of the audience, they'll have a little earpiece in their ear where the producer is talking to them during the show. Um, I would imagine that CNN commentators have that as well, as well as some of the local news media. And perception is everything. And they want you to look a certain way and they want you to present a certain narrative and anytime you try to veer away from that they'll push you out and they'll put someone else in that spot who will go along with that game mainstream media has been that way for quite some time and this is why i i highly push independent media because like i don't have a boss you know i don't have anybody telling me what i can wear you know what narrative i can say now yes there are certain things that happen Uh, on YouTube, so to speak, where there are certain guidelines I have to follow. But in reference to someone telling me I can only talk about one side of particular subjects and not the other, I don't have that. So with independent media, it's different. You do have that freedom. However, when we look at people like Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon, even though Tucker Carlson had the number one show, even he, apparently there are limits as to what he can do. You saw the statement from Kim Iverson, where she said that apparently Rupert Murdoch, who's the billionaire who sits on the chair uh, at Fox, he wanted to push Ron DeSantis. Why did he want to push Ron DeSantis? Because he donated to Ron DeSantis. So you already have a potential future politician for president that has already taken billionaire money. So this is huge. So I want us to make that connection that. Rupert Murdoch has already donated money to Ron DeSantis. So of course, that's the person he wants Fox News to push. Let's go ahead and bring in Delthea. Greetings, Miss Delthea. What is your take on all of this? And uh, how do you feel about this? Or do you feel that it is a loss that Don Lemon is gone or that Tucker Carlson is gone?
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's it. It's a loss. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the ticket.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my dear Lord. Now, as, as for Don Lemon, I, I have been waiting for him to get fired. <laughs> I you know. I, I I don't really watch CNN, And when I did, he'd pop up, I'd be like, damn, he's still working? <laughs> God man. <laughs> what, what 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 is he? What is he like working at the post office and they just can't get rid of him? What the hell?
0: I didn't realize it's been 17 years until he said that, and I was like, oh wow, I think he has been there for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he been fucking up the whole time. <laughs> and every time I would, every, every time I still would be like, what the hell? Please, come on. That, now the Tucker thing, that kind of shocked me. But then I remembered. When Rupert Murdoch started Fox News, it wasn't supposed to make money. It was supposed to make a point. And that point was whatever Rupert said that point was.
0: Well, what do you mean it wasn't supposed to make money? I'm curious about that.
1: When, when Fox News started, it lost money. It lost money for years. And Rupert just kept on, kept on, kept on. Because he felt that the media was too liberal. In that you know totally wrong way that we define liberal in this country, um, so he wanted to make sure that he had a right wing voice, um, just like he did with his papers, with his tabloids. He wanted a right wing voice, uh, his particular right wing voice, to be heard. And what he he wanted to mold right wing opinion. He wanted to mold right wing thought. And he's done it. That's what Fox is there for. So being number one or being number 20, it doesn't matter as long as you keep talking, as long as you keep getting the propaganda out. Now, right now, Fox News does make money. But if it stopped, I'm saying, but if it stopped making money tomorrow, Rupert wouldn't care as long as she got to get the propaganda out. Now, I don't know what Tucker did or didn't do or if this is just a distraction while, you know, while Rupert is doing something else over here. I'm interested in the next shoe dropping. And that the next shoe, when the next shoe drops, that will tell you what this was all about.
0: Do you think... I'm curious now because again, this guy, uh, Rupert Murdoch is a billionaire. So Delthea has a point, like even if Fox failed, like he's still going to be fine. Like this guy doesn't own just one business, Uh but I think like, what do you think this means for that type of media? Like Fox news and CNN and, you know, just mainstream media in general, the fact that they would remove one of their big hosts. Now, I know that someone mentioned Bill O'Reilly. I think it was one of the CNN commentators mentioned, well, they removed Bill O'Reilly when he had like a great show. But Bill O'Reilly also had sexual uh, harassment allegations against him at that time, too. I do remember that. But this situation just seemed to come out of
1: nowhere. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. This isn't going to be where you find the answer. Something else is going to happen after this that's going to make this clear. Um, I'm, I, I kind of like when you said that people were saying they're getting ready to clean house at Fox. Because you got to think about it. If you work at Fox News right now, you ain't sitting steady. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you, you ain't sitting steady. No, no, you, 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 are, you are jittery. You are like, oh, my dear Lord if they let Tucker go, what, what does that say about me? So it may have just been a wake-up call. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens after this. Whatever happens after this will we, we'll tell you why this happened.
0: I think you have a point about that, and I can also tell people, in reference to mainstream media, especially shows like uh, CNN, like, or networks like CNN, Fox, etc., And shows like the Today Show and Good Mm -hmm. Morning America, like those kind of shows. And Mm -hmm. we'll also add in the view in there, too. Your job is not guaranteed. No, they're they're fine with you for the time being. But the moment they feel like someone else can come in and do a better job or maybe a better fit for whatever reason, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not even based on talent. Sometimes it's just based on what you look like. Mm -hmm. Then you're gone. You're gone. I mean, there's a reason why you don't see, for the most part, you don't see elderly women that are news anchors.
3: For the no, most part,
0: most of the women are on the younger side. Like some of them may be in like their 40s, but if there's someone in their 50s, for the most part, they sure as hell don't look like it. Like even Nancy no. Grace. Uh, I don't know if you remember her.
1: You remember Nancy oh, Grace? I don't remember Nancy Grace. Lord, yes. Nancy even, Grace. Let's go find the, the next missing white woman. Yes, Nancy Grace.
0: Yes, even Nancy Grace did not look her age, so she was able to get by for quite some time. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you just don't see it. You'll see older men all the time. You don't. You don't see older women like they. They want someone that they consider to be somewhat a youthful appearance but not too young looking but they still want you to be somewhat attractive and you see right. that like if you look at whether it's fox news or cnn you see that and i think that mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said for that as well anytime they want to get rid of you they can get
1: rid of you correct yeah like i said if, if i was working at fox news i'd, I'd, I'd be brushing up on my resume
0: well did you did you guys notice the comment that john from cnn made john said uh i'm here right now at cnn and i like my job
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah yeah i heard that and i laughed the first time i heard it i was like okay okay we see you we know you you, you don't want to get fired I got, I got it i got it i got it oh and i wanted to say what you were saying about um about Don, who should have been fired, you know, 50 years ago, Lemon. um, When you said that he had got demoted when he went to the morning show. And, you know, in movies and TV shows, when they want to send a message to somebody about the, you know, but they can't fire them. They usually say, well, we're going to transfer you to Duluth. Well, we're going to transfer you to North Dakota on the show. That's what they always do to the people on the show. They're going to transfer When he went to the morning, he went to Duluth. Right.
0: They'll, they'll send you to a station that has a smaller network. Uh-huh. Or they'll send you to a, a time slot that doesn't get as many viewers. And For those Mm -hmm. of us that have been a part of mainstream media before, like I can tell you when I interned at the local news station, Mm -hmm. like the way it it starts is this, like in the beginning, you're a field reporter, like everybody, like if you're a reporter in the beginning, you're in the field, which is where most people don't want to be. (laughs) Most people want to sit behind the desk. They want that cushy desk job. Um, But you usually start in the field and then you do your time in the field and then if and only if a anchor spot opens up, then you can audition for that anchor spot. But it's mm-hmm. not just you trying to get that spot. It's you and every other field reporter trying to get that spot as well. So right. it's like there's no guarantee that you're going to get that spot unless you go to like another station. And this is why sometimes reporters will move around. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the beginning, you have to start in the field and do the brunt work. So what? let's say you get an anchor spot. It's usually not a primetime anchor spot. You're usually on the Saturday morning local news oh, God, that most yes. people don't watch.
1: Or <laughs> worse, Sunday night right before Wonderful World of Disney or something. When nobody is watching, that's you. That's, that's your first anchor spot. Um, I was a broadcast major at Chapel Hill. Um, and. I went to school with Sonia Gant, who anybody here who lives in Charlotte knows that she is a major um, anchor there now. But when she graduated from Chapel Hill, she was working in Channel 13 in Florence as a field reporter, and she was not happy about it. I mean, she was glad to have a gig, but there was always she wanted to do something else.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah I mean I think it's funny that people like um thank you, thank you. Thank you automatically think they're gonna get those jobs like when people like mm-hmm. undergrad and we were like in class people were like yeah I want to work on the today show and my professors would be like <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah oh
1: you want you, you want to work on the today show what, what sweeping up you can get a job sweeping up but you're not going to be sitting on that couch not fresh out of school. But anyway, I I just wanted I just wanted to say a couple of words about Tucker and and Don who should have been fired years ago, Lemon. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just like, finally he's gone. <laughs> God. I, think,
0: I think Don Lemon got too comfortable to be honest with you. He thought he was above yeah. Above uh, firing, <laughs>
1: yeah. they're not going to get me. No, I've, I've been here too long. Nobody has ever been somewhere too long.
0: Look, to if they got rid, rid of a, a governor's brother, they got rid of Chris Cuomo. Yeah. What makes them think they wouldn't get
1: rid of him? You know. Thank you. Nope. Don Don thought he had it, but he didn't. I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go now. Y'all have a good night, and I'll talk to you later. Peace. Already. Thank you so much,
0: Delthea. Okay, we are bringing in the wonderful Miss Robin. What's up? I have not heard from you in a bit. What's going on, Robin? You just got to unmute. Hopefully it lets uh, Robin unmute here. We had this issue the other night with Colin where some people couldn't unmute. I don't know. Robin, I'm going to invite you to speak, to be a speaker, because um, it seems like it's not allowing you to unmute. So I invited you to speak, and then I'm going to go ahead and bring in Cool Blue. What's going on, Cool Blue? Just got to unmute.
4: Hi, I hope I succeeded in unmuting. I can hear you. Oh, good. Um. It's interesting, of course, CNN with uh, Don Lemon and Fox News with Tucker Carlson. I am going to mention about myself that I don't regularly tune in the cable news networks, which also include MSNBC, unless it's election night and I'm just using them as source. You know, break out the map and do some analytical stuff about how things are going. I just wanted to mention that I... I have an interest in following uh, what's going on in, in uh, you know, like the traditional linear cable television world, where it's been on the rise over the last several years. That the trend is people are getting rid of their their traditional packages of cable television channels, and all the all the companies they they their number one is internet and no longer television. So when it comes to tuning in, the likes of CNN, Fox News Channel, and MSNBC, more than any, this is coming from the oldest voting demographic, like people 65 plus. And they tune in, and I think that a lot of the news is catered to them because in general elections, You have the commonly recorded voting age groups are people 18 to 29 and then people 30 to 44 and then people 45 to 64 and people 65 plus. When it comes to turning out your percentages of voters, the 65 plus voters do the best job at turning out their voters than the three other groups. So I think a lot of this stuff that they get from CNN, Fox News Channel and MSNBC is almost like going to church. They trust CNN. They trust Fox News Channel. They trust MSNBC. And whatever gets fed to them, hey, it's coming from the Lord. That is something that I have been taking into consideration for quite some time. And I try not to get too caught up with it. But obviously other people do.
0: What you just that is really interesting. I think that makes a lot of sense because like, honestly, like the only reason I even watch those channels is for my show. Like I, and usually I'll see it while I'm working out at the gym, like, cause there's a little TV on the, on the uh, treadmill and on the elliptical machine. So I actually <laughs> do my research or part of my research while I'm working out like early in the morning and then I'll see these topics come up and then I'm like, okay, let me look at that when I get home. But, uh, other than that, this is not something that I just watch on my own. Um, you know, I haven't had cable in years. Like I haven't had standard traditional cable in years. And honestly, because I just, it's too expensive to have like over a hundred something channels and I only watch like four channels It just didn't make sense. So what I have is like, the basic package of YouTube TV, but even with that, and I have that so I can watch the games so I can watch basketball games and football games. Um, I used to have an antenna where I could get those games and then they made it to where you couldn't get those games with an antenna anymore. So YouTube TV came about and I was like, okay, I can watch my sports. But like, other than that, like, I don't watch CNN and Fox news like that either. And it makes me wonder like, No wonder their ratings are suffering because a lot of people like, I'm going to tell you like a lot of millennials and also Gen Z, we don't have standard traditional cable.
4: We have like Netflix or like maybe Disney plus Hulu, that kind of stuff. They're on demand type streamers like a jukebox. I don't know if you're familiar with a jukebox, but years ago when I was growing up in the seventies and eighties, but mainly during the seventies is when I became exposed to the jukebox go out to eat, you got a jukebox, drop in a quarter or so, play whatever song you want. It started playing right away.
0: Yeah, they had one at the Waffle House. They have a jukebox yep. at the Waffle House. Yeah, I, it just, you no, know, you're right. It's all like on-demand stuff now. And I mean, I just couldn't justify like paying $170 for cable when I was literally only watching like four channels. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Yep. this is interesting what you said about the demographic, because I think you're correct there, that there is a particular age group or demographic that's usually watching those news networks. And those are the people who typically come out to vote. And they prop really, up the
4: politicians,
0: right? They, that's pro- really they, they prop up the to.
4: neoliberalism and all that.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. What do you think about this whole switch that CNN decided to do where they have a new manager now and they have decided to also kind of lean conservative in a sense so that they can get conservative viewers as well because they've been bringing Republicans on now recently because their new manager has decided to make the switch. Do you think that was a good idea or a bad idea?
4: I think the real answer is to be able to ask the question yourself and be able to answer it. What is their intention? Like in calling you before, I mentioned that I will not vote for the Democratic Party in general elections anymore. And I asked myself that question. What is their intention? I know their intention is to keep going the way they are, the way they have been going. And that answers it right there. So I think the answer to CNN is just to keep it going Even if you have to change the faces on the screen To keep going with what they're going To serve the people who sponsor them
3: mm.
0: That makes sense then That makes sense Well, it doesn't seem to be helping their ratings so far
4: <laughs> Oh, celebrate that That's great that...
0: <laughs> their ratings I, I look, are in the I toilet. look forward
4: to them dying out
0: I'm they telling you it. Yeah, it's just like I just don't I can't watch it just I can't like other than for this show I can't watch it I can't just sit there and turn to them because the propaganda is just so like I remember watching them and a little bit of uh, local news when there was the hunt here for the bear uh the Boston Marathon bomber and it was literally the same story looped over and over and over and over again and eventually it was like um my husband and I well my boyfriend he's my boyfriend at the time but my husband and I were just like, we got to turn this off because this is driving us crazy. And it was true. Like the longer we watched it, the more afraid I became. And I was like, what if he's around the corner? Because those guys for you guys probably don't know this, but those brothers live down the street and around the corner from us in Cambridge, Massachusetts, they lived that close to us. So when everything was locked down, like we, the only thing we we're doing was just watching the news. Like did they catch them yet? Did They catch them yet. And they just kept looping the same story over and over. And, Eventually we just like turned it off and then we got text messages from our friends saying they got them and we're off lockdown and we're free to go out and all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, I keep this. They had a way of keeping me glued to the TV, even though they
4: were showing the same story over and over. Isn't that bizarre? I was about to say, I keep this. I agree with you. And I keep this in mind who owns CNN. I mean, it's under the umbrella of Warner Brothers Discovery. And when I think of CNN, I think of the other channels under the umbrella, like HBO, all the Discovery channels, HETV Food Network, and all that, TNT, TBS, Turner Classic Movies, you name them. When I think of MSNBC, that's NBC Universal, Comcast, and I think of everybody underneath that umbrella Golf Channel, USA Network, Sci Fi, E Entertainment. <laughs> A whole bunch of stuff, and when I think of Fox News Channel, you know think along the same lines every Everybody who carries these channels has to carry all the other channels. it's all like forced upon in cable subscription packages, so I think this is what helps keep them going because i the the low viewership on each of them, if they didn't have if they weren't propped up by their owners to make sure that they have carriage then uh, we probably wouldn't be talking about them.
0: That's a good point. And also, for people who are not aware, I know BlackRock and Vanguard are shareholders, of CNN. Um, Noah uh, Turner, sorry. They're shareholders at Turner Broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. So it's all connected. It's all connected. I want to go ahead and bring in uh, Robin. Can you unmute? Can you try to unmute now and see? I, hi, Sammy.
2: Hello. <laughs> see, see, you know, the them people that's listening, they, they know I'm about to spit some hot fire. So they always try to get in. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what's your take on all of this, Robin?
2: OK, well, I definitely want to get to Tucker and all of that other kind of stuff. But first, before I get to that, I want to talk about these Democrats. First off, let's talk about Biden in this video. Hot garbage, okay. <laughs> Hot garbage. I mean, they spend all this time, you know, these months. Will he or won't he? And and what's taking him so long to to announce his reelection? And blah 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 blah. And oh, uh, you know, after he got back from from uh, Ireland, oh, he recorded this re uh, this reelection uh, video, and and so it's, so when it dropped, I'm thinking, okay, it's really gonna be something. And then all it was was a Budweiser commercial. The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing it was missing was the Clydesdales. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I said, you cannot make me believe that he re- he recorded any of that or whatever. They put together all of that canned footage and stuff like that or whatever. I, I would say out, out of the whole thing that they put together, he's his face was probably on there. <clears throat> Maybe ten seconds, maybe, <laughs> you know, and so that lets me know uh that if he did record a video when he got back from Ireland, it was so terrible they could not they could not cut and paste that video together enough to make it make any type of sense, and so then they that's when they came out with all the stock footage and stuff and b-roll and everything and probably and look I'm gonna say it they may have used AI uh, to, to sound like him, like they did with Joe Rogan. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, it's just, I'm, and, and I'm just like, okay, this just tells me right now that this we are not going to see this man. It's going to be a whole nother basement strategy. They're going to find any and every excuse to keep this man out of the public eye, which they have to. They have to do it. It's because he's just that far gone. And you know it I, it just makes me angry that you when you look at people in the mainstream media and they just act like they don't see what's going on. Like this man well, is not out to lunch.
0: Wasn't there remind me I couldn't remember his name tonight. Wasn't there a president that had polio?
2: Yeah, that was Eleanor Roosevelt.
0: Okay, I thought so, but people didn't know that for the longest time.
2: Right, because there came a time where he was he was wheelchair bound. And they would not allow the media to uh, photograph him in the wheelchair. And then when he became so incapacitated, then that's when um, his wife, Eleanor, became more prominent and going around and doing all of the public events and things like that. So they've done this before. This is not a new game. You know. That's what I'm me- Yeah, the media played along with this before. And so, you know, here we go again type of deal. But I was just like all this time and we waited and they then they came out with this stupid Budweiser commercial. I'm just like, I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> so now with I'm with you on Crystal um being upset and everything. And and also I saw Marianne was on Rising today. That interview was hot garbage. Where <laughs> she was she's trying to ask people to, you know, we've got to uh make make the Democrats uh have a um, you know, have debates and all this other kind of stuff, I mean, just stop it. Just stop. Now, if they, <laughs> if they are really serious about having some debates, what I would do if I was Marianne, I would connect with, you know, either um, uh, Glenn Greenwald or with Kim Iverson or whatever and let them have Rumble set up some, you know, some town halls or some debates like that. Don't be you know, going to the Democrat party with your hat in your hand talking about, oh, will you please let us debate uh, Joe Biden? No, let Rumble sponsor some debates for the Democrats or whatever, or town halls, if that's going to get them in trouble by calling them debates and invite all of the Democrat candidates. And then, especially for Joe Biden, have an empty podium there. You know? And let the two the the two of them are RFK Jr. and Marianne uh debate amongst each other and then just have the, the, the empty po- empty podium there and snuff out Joe Biden. Well see, someone someone
0: reached out to me on Twitter and suggested that same thing. They said, Sabby, independent media needs to like, you know, create some type of debate forum and let them debate. And I said, Well, I, I hear you. I said, I don't think I would be the platform to do that because number one, my channel is a lot smaller. And two, I I don't support the strategy, but also Joe Biden isn't going to come on mainstream media. Mm-hmm. I mean, independent media. So that's another problem you run into. So I'm like, I said, but I totally hear where you're coming from. But I would think like what you just said about having Glenn Greenwald or Kim Iverson do that, like on Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that would be huge for Rumble.
2: It would, it would be, it would be exclusive. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Even have Fox news do it. They ain't got nobody at seven uh, going on at seven o'clock central time and, and Tucker's place. Anyway, have some, you know, <laughs> I'm saying, have some forums uh, of public forums or whatever they call those things. Um, you know, in New Hampshire, South Carolina, all of those early voting States and stuff, you know, and again, have a seat for Joe Biden. I'll say, we, you know, we invited Joe Biden to come and he chose not to come for whatever reason and do it like that. But as long as they keep, you know, uh, begging and pleading and, you know, and stomping their feet and all this other kind of stuff and doing radars or whatever it is that Crystal does on Breaking <laughs> Points now. I'm-, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just
0: that Dude, I've seen this happen two election cycles in a row. That's why I'm just, it's hilarious to me. I'm like, why are you surprised?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, and then I, and also I will say, um, I saw that uh podcast where Shama was back on uh Brianna's uh bad faith or whatever, you know, and then they ultimately got to talking about what uh Brianna was asking, what do you see any uh validity in? I guess Marianne and RFK, you know, being in and Sean was like, nope.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sean is not feeling
2: that. Yeah, and so and, I mean, and I know, uh, you know, Brianna was playing. Well, I don't. Well, to be honest, I don't know if she's playing devil's advocate. I, she, you know, she kind of. I can't really fill her out in terms of uh, where she actually stands on this stuff. But I really do believe that uh, the people that are on the true left. Are uh, feel the way you do to feel the way you know Sharma does, and uh, you know an RBN and everything. They're over it, you know. Like you, mm-hmm. like they were saying, you know, most of Bernie's people. I guess the average donation was like twenty seven dollars or whatever, which means that these are these are working class people, you know. Uh, yeah. Eggs are what uh, five dollars a dozen or something like that now, and you know, I mean, they just they, it's just unconscionable for anybody to ask the average person to donate to a campaign that everybody knows is not going anywhere all to, at the end of the day, say, well, you know, um, uh, Donald Trump is an existential threat. And so now we got to vote for Joe Biden, even though we're literally facing an existential threat right now by threatening both China and Russia at the same time. It's just ridiculous, you know, Um, so I'm off my soapbox with the Democrats
0: now. (laughs) Well, I'll say, you know, um, even the whole donation thing, the reality is, okay, you know, you don't have to donate, but in order for them to run campaign, someone has to donate. And if you're taking grassroots donations, that money is coming directly from the people.
2: Right. Right. So let's get to Tucker. I will say I was actually, I was shocked. Um, And then I wasn't shocked that, uh, that, that they let Tucker go, you know, because I guess, you know, every time that I would watch Tucker and see him have people like Jimmy Dore on or Glenn Greenwald on and stuff like that, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're letting him really have these people on here. How long are they going to do this? Man, I guess we found out that, you know, that the end of the road was was friday maybe him performing those uh socialists the black socialist people (coughs) was a was a street too far for them
0: that's that's what some people were saying they think it was that but i mean this case this lawsuit that this woman has i don't know that was my first time hearing this whole thing about the 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 sexual misconduct and the misogyny I heard about the Dominion case. I knew about that, but this is the first time I heard that aspect of it. So this was new to me.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I'm not buying that as a reason. One, because it doesn't sound like that she named Tucker Carlson specifically in the lawsuit. It sounded more of a hostile work environment type of deal, where it's just kind of general, you know, misogyny, whatever type of deal. Like, Almost like everybody was in it, and so forth. And I mean, I don't even know if she's going to have a, a strong case. Me being coming from from an HR background in my uh, early career, um, you know, it it just sounds like uh, she was disgruntled. And not to say that there weren't some things that happened to her or whatever, but I just don't. I don't get the feeling that at the end of the day, all of this would fall at Tucker Carlson's feet it just yeah. that just sounds like uh, a cop out excuse especially when they paid over 60 million dollars in hush money through the Bill O'Reilly you know when Bill O'Reilly was going through his stuff mm-hmm. and Tucker is is way more popular with that which makes me believe that I'm more inclined to believe that the situation is tied to the fact that as you said um, Rupert Murdoch has put all of his eggs into the Santa's basket and um, uh, Tucker Carlson is a loose cannon that, you know, the only way that he can control him is to let him go.
0: Well, Kim Iverson is, uh, she's coming back on Friday. So I'm going to ask her about it too because she she had more information. Out of all the people I saw that covered this, she had more info. And uh, this is actually why I don't like to cover stories the moment that they break even if I do have the time to do it is because I'd like to wait for more information to come out if I can
3: mm-hmm. um
0: but uh Kim definitely had more cuz before I saw that from her I was just like what is happening here and then I saw that and I was like oh that makes more sense
2: right and then not only that but people have to remember too that Paul Ryan is on the board of directors for uh, Fox News or whatever Rupert Murdoch's uh, organization is. And Ooh. I mean, he's the big, one of the biggest neocons you're going to find. And they're all big buddies with like Bill Crystal and that Bulwark group or whatever, which is, you know, uh, just a ridiculous garbage organization. Um, that And I, I really hold Bill Crystal as one of the ones, I hold him personally responsible for lying to the American public week in and week out about the Iraq war. Mm -hmm. I will never forgive him for the lies that he would tell on Fox news Sunday week in and week out. And, you know, and now, uh, it's just, it's unconscionable to me, uh, the things that he, that he's done. Uh, wait a minute.
0: That's Paul Ryan, who was
2: the speaker of the house. Huh?
0: Paul yes, Ryan, who was, who was yes, who was house?
2: speaker of the house and who was Mitt Romney's VP uh, uh, running mate? Yes.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, he is on the board, uh, on, on Rupert Murdoch's board. So, uh, so yeah, they're in deep with all of this neocon stuff, and which also with now this makes me look at Ron DeSantis sideways. This, <laughs> This tells me that Ron DeSantis is not going to end these wars. Nope. He's not going to uh, curb any imperialism. He's not going to curb, you know, militarism, you know, which I was kind of sideways on that anyway, because, you know, hearing that he was a, I guess, a a lawyer at Guantanamo Bay. But I think, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's kind of see how it is and and hear what he has to say. But if Rupert Murdoch and, 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 uh, Paul Ryan and them are backing him. There's nothing is going to change if Ron DeSantis becomes president. It's just going to be the same old, same old conservative stuff that everybody has always known, except that, you know, he's not going to have mean tweets. That's going to be the only difference. And then also, too, the the deep state is going to be able to control him um, in a way that they weren't able to control Donald Trump. When
0: so, Kim comes on Friday, I know that's one of the things she wants to talk about is DeSantis, because I know he's been pissing her off. Right. Um, so I know she's, no. she's going to talk about that. Cool Blue, what's your, what, how do you feel about all this? This is very eye-opening.
4: I, well, I tend to go for the jugular. I happen to think that the Republicans are not in shape to win back the presidency next year and that we we're looking at a second term for Biden. I know like you just had, you just got together with due dissidents, co-host Keaton Weiss and Russell Dobler. Russell, Mm -hmm. the older one, he's roughly my age. He seems to be the one who seems to think that uh, the Republicans have a better shot than, you know, in getting back next year. But I think we're in a realigning period in which the more dominant of the two parties for winning the presidency is the Democratic Party. And I, I could go into details, but I'd rather not um, because it gets a little too detailed. I just yeah. I think that the Republicans aren't going to get back in until the election of 2028 at the earliest. And so if you think it's specifically Ron DeSantis, then the circumstances would be just right. So we may be faced with a Biden versus Trump rematch and that Biden gets reelected. Uh, hmm. But I still think that the Republicans, they're the minority party of a realigning period. The last one was 1968 to 2004. Ten elections, the Republicans of that time won seven out of ten. And the Democrats won only three. So since 2008, we've had four cycles, and the Democrats have won three of four. And when you have that going, you're usually in a realigning period favoring that party that's been more of the advantage. So basically, I think that the Republicans are going to have to be changing some of how they do things to get back in, because I think people who are voting are, have more of a preference for the Democrats than the Republicans. And I think that the Republicans right now, when, when you're in the party and the disadvantage, you look like you're lost at sea. I don't see anything from the Republicans suggesting that they're going to get back in. Uh, with the 2024 U.S. presidential election. So a lot of this talk about Ron DeSantis and all that kind of stuff, or Donald Trump, I actually think that some people are overestimating the potential for both of them, that I think that it's not so much a candidate, but the circumstances that'll tell you which party is more likely to end up winning.
0: That's interesting. Trump's actually beaten Biden in the polls right now. Last time I saw. But we're,
4: Today's date is April twenty five, two thousand twenty three.
0: You're right. You're right. Um, okay, cool, blue. I want to bring in Beyond. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add?
4: Me? No. I realized I forgot to uh, hang up or whatever. <laughs> so oh,
5: okay. Or, or... Michigan, <laughs> Michigan, I, I Michigan will blue,
4: run a ballot initiative
5: for public banking and Medicare for all. <laughs> oh, I hear okay. you,
0: Roger. I'm sorry about that oh no we lost bernard but thank you so much cool blue okay i'll hang up bye all right so i'm bringing in bernard if you dropped off by mistake if you get back in the queue i'll add you back i'm bringing in uh ashura you are on the mic greetings
5: hello yeah
0: Okay, Roger. Can you mute for just a second? What's going on, Ashira? How are you feeling about all of this?
5: <laughs> like, like I told you uh, when I DM'd you on Twitter, I said you should have you should have basically made your uh, days off on Tuesday because this was a hot mess on Monday. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you didn't disappoint me today. I mean, you were on fire today to the point where I've never done this before. I'm gonna have to clip your videos now and just put them on Twitter. Why? Oh, you were, I, 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 I like what you were saying. Uh, you, you called, you called, um, you said something about, oh, fuck, I forgot what it was. It's in, it's in the chat. You, you said something very fiery, and I'm going to have to clip it and put it on Twitter. Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember what I said now. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. have a script. <laughs> About like Bernie Sanders won't say. Oh yeah, yeah. Bernie Sanders only cares about his seat. Uh, he's not coming to save you. Uh, we, we've had that. I Forgot what it was. It's something about Bernie. Oh, okay Bernie Sanders is only. He's only. Uh, Bernie Sanders is only occupied by keeping his seat and basically writing a new book. That was the thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's
5: it different- true.
0: Listen, the article has already been published. It says Bernie Sanders is going to do everything that he can to support Joe Biden. The article came out today.
5: Well, wasn't that said said before?
0: Yeah, it's just, this is a common like playbook. I'm like, these people aren't socialists. These people aren't, they're not, they're barely democratic socialists, okay? They're they're not real, like, they're not. These people use that label to energize young people to come out to vote and support them just to funnel them right back into the establishment Democratic
5: Party. That's it. It's the same shit with Marianne. Like I, uh, I think Dude Dissidents had a video titled that uh, Kyle Kolinska was blowing up uh, Marianne Willinson on, on TikTok. And I was like, wait, TikTok? Who's the owner of TikTok? Is it, is it the Chinese or is it, or is it in America? Because some people say it's in China. The guy who owns TikTok is actually from Singapore. Okay, so where is there like a TikTok office in in U.S.?
0: Not that I know of. I think the office, if I'm not mistaken, I think the office may be located in China, but the actual owner is from
5: Singapore. Okay, so why are they bitching now? Because <laughs> they have no control over TikTok. Because I'm like, how did the fuck did they get them banned? I mean, it's not even in the country. All all it takes is a couple of uh, phone calls. I mean,
0: these are these are powerful people. Yeah, but
5: but but but, but um, what they call it? China doesn't give a fuck about the U.S.
0: Yeah, but it 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 doesn't matter. Like all you have to do, if there's anyone who works at TikTok that may be in the back pocket of politicians, there you go that's that's how easy it is that's how easy just the same way um adam schiff was able to contact twitter and say hey remove this
5: yeah because i was like yeah well i thought that thing i was like with, with, with the war going out with china uh i mean it's kind of funny uh i think you said this i i think you said this where i was watching a video yesterday where they said they were going to give weapons to taiwan they're going to give them boots on the ground they might even build a base I'm like, are you, try- yep. are, you, are you trying to give uh China all your fucking tax dollars and military weapons? You do know they're not going to go to war with the mainland. They might even turn around and shoot you. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. I mean, I think that, you know, again, all of this goes back to the media. It goes back to mainstream media. I mean, they're the ones that are telling people this narrative. But the thing is, is this, you know, I hope I wasn't too harsh. But the point that I was trying to make is that in order for someone to, you know, capture that same type of energy, not even more than the same level of energy that Bernie Sanders had, the next person is have to is going to have to be bigger and bolder than Bernie Sanders. They're going to have to outdo Bernie Sanders. You can't even come in. And right now, nobody doing it. You can't even come in at the same level of energy as Bernie People pass that now. People do not even talking about that anymore. People talking about instead of like Medicare for all, people are starting to say, "No, we need not nationalize healthcare service." So people have moved beyond Bernie Sanders' policies and ideas. So that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like if this guy was able to fill stadiums with thousands and thousands of people, which I saw for myself with my own eyes, if you coming in this and you can't fill a room, ain't no way. There's no way you have to be able to mobilize all those young people again, which half of them are like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And that's thanks to Bernie Sanders selling people out. But like I said, at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders is still okay with this because he gets to write another book. That will be on the bestsellers list. And he becomes, he gets to keep his millionaire status. Like, I'm sorry, but that's what this is all about. And at the end of the day, Even when like Marianne or RFK Jr. like lose, they're still going to be okay financially. All those people who still need health care, all those people who still are struggling to pay their rent, they're still going to be in the same situation. And those people will have gotten richer.
5: It's like you said, uh, when it comes to Marianne, Bernie Sanders, like you said, when it comes to Bernie Sanders, what can you remember about him? Medicare for all. When it comes to Trump, you can remember the MAGA shit make America great again when it comes to Marianne what the fuck are you gonna remember about Marianne she's not doing anything she doesn't have anything she's not she doesn't have any kind of promise or catchphrase whatever the fuck I mean, I mean <laughs> that's, Liz, what I'm, that's
0: what I'm saying is like it it's Going to be hard coming after him because he was able to energize so many people. And then at the end of the day, when he lost, he did nothing with that energy or those numbers.
5: Well, it just so happened. Silas Green just came up with uh uh um, Marianne's uh, catchphrase, crystals and chakras. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's like, and I know some people are saying it's still early, but I'm like, but I think when I, I listened to Crystal, it was just like Dude, didn't I hear you say this shit in twenty twenty, and twenty nineteen, and twenty? Like I've been hearing you say the same thing every election cycle, and it's just like
5: this shit is old. Well, it, it's it's like ridiculous. I, I think she faked it when she said she was she was surprised that the Democrats did this. <sighs> I'm like, really? Did you not know what the fuck they did to Bernie Sanders or anybody that goes against the establishment? I mean, if you're going to basically give people a little bit of hope and not tell them to go to the fucking polls, you think they're going to let you on the debate stage?
0: But how could she even say that knowing what the Democratic Party did to her? A lot of people forget this, but Crystal ran for office.
5: Well, Crystal's out for her money. I mean, she she wants to have more money. Kyle doesn't have any money. Well, all
0: I know is... Well, I don't know about that. Last I checked, his net worth is still a million.
5: Yeah, but well, that's nothing compared to forty. If you're oh, if you're basically previously you were forty four million worth, and then you got a divorce settlement, uh, you probably are worth more now. Kyle is just a he's a boy toy for now. Wait till she dumps him for a new guy. Mm. <laughs> um, you like gotta watch
0: out because them young ones, you know. Oh, they, they let they me be quiet. <laughs>
5: even steph says even steph has a thing for young ones.
0: i'm just telling you them young ones you know you gotta sorry to to the younger guys in the chat but you know sometimes you guys you uh
5: they're thirsty they love them cougars
0: (laughs) oh man no them, them young ones i tell people don't go younger than five years don't go younger than five years. But then some people are just like, you know, they don't have that issue. But some of the younger guys, man, I'm telling you. This guy wanted to date me one time. This was when I was like 28. And this guy wanted to, he asked me out. This guy was like 19. And I said, no. And he was so sweet and nice. And I, I he was like, why won't you go out with me? And I said, because like, you're not
5: technically like not legal age yet like it's 19 <laughs> just tell me you're too young for me I mean, I mean come on 19
0: I know like he, he thought I was younger and I wasn't and I was like I'm 28 and he was just like well just let me take you out just one time now he was like in college and I was already done with college it was just really weird and I was just like no nah, dude like you should try to date like girls like at your school. Like
5: reminds me that reminds me of that shit, that, that me of that shit that happened with Brianna Joy Gray and uh, what's his name Jackson Hinkle. I don't know if he was joke. I think he was joking. Jackson was like what twenty four, and she's like, "Ma'am, Jackson, I'm 38. You could see there was a slight <laughs> giggle, maybe, maybe a slight interest. The fact that they, oh, the fact that she's that old, some younger guys into him, into her. I mean. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I was a joke. I was like, oh, and, uh, I'm go to Brian Hinkle. I'm
0: laughing at uh, Rick's comment in the chat. He said, uh, "The young young boys be f boys is what Sabby is saying."
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Tucker Carlson thing, I mean, I don't know if it's for that reason they uh, kicked him out. If it's the sexual allegation, I wouldn't be surprised. If I can't say it is for true. Tucker doesn't seem the type type of guy to be going around and, you know, trying to date or cheat on his wife. Maybe he might make a comment. I don't know if if that would be him, too. But Jimmy said it's probably for the Uhuru thing. All those, like, uh, pro-anti-war segments he's been doing, having Jimmy on, having Glenn on. That's
0: been going on for a while, though. I mean... Am I wrong? Like I feel like that's been going on since at least a year, like when the war started.
5: Well it seems like because Tucker had um, this anti
6: talked about it though, right?
0: Go ahead, Eric. What were you saying? I'm sorry.
6: That was the first time Tucker talked about it, wasn't it? After the after the um arrest indictment there, whatever it was. I don't think he ever talked about it or before that, did he?
4: Oh, maybe not. No, no, yeah.
5: it was right after Glenn said he was going to talk about it, and then by the time he said that, then I heard the Uhuru thing started happening. And I'm surprised he was saying that shit. And Tucker Carlson, sometimes I'm like, why can't why can't he just speak his mind? Why why does he has to hide the things he really feel for, even if it's on the network? He that's really how, know. unfortunately, that's how network media works. Like you yeah, can't. Doesn't even really need their money. He can just walk away, do YouTube, do a I don't know what's it called that the the show that uh, uh, what's his name called who's no longer on YouTube uh, Infowars.
0: Maybe he really liked working there. I, I don't know. Like it's you know, um, I mean Tucker Carlson worked at CNN and he worked at MSNBC before
5: too. Because I wonder if the other ONNs are gonna gonna try to catch this guy now.
6: I mean it, it used to be like there was there was no competition for for cable news as far as like having an audience and this this new world where you can go on rumble or even youtube or or other things and have a big audience and Substack like that's that's really only a couple years old now so
5: well now that you mentioned about about rumble well yeah you said Substack, but there's also rumble like rumble's yep. definitely gonna go after chuckle <laughs> calls because even Jimmy's was like, yo, I've been Rumbles hasn't contacted me for a show They, they, they got other people got contracts Under Rumble
0: the CEO, Oh, they'd love to have them Yeah, I was going to say the CEO of Rumble Actually spoke about that on Twitter yesterday And he didn't actually Appreciate people making that Assumption <laughs> oh, yeah, you
5: know, That's probably because he was ante- He was going to probably say that He's probably going <laughs> to call Tucker up And he's like, fuck, they're on to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he, he he did not appreciate that i was like oh
5: dear <laughs> yeah. it's like that thing they say when the, when it comes to the mcu they were gonna change the, the movie of uh was the age of ultron and people got with what the ending was gonna be and they fucking changed it yes
0: yeah i mean i know i think it's like um you know i mean Honestly, someone mentioned it on Twitter. I forget who said it, but someone said Don and Tucker should team up and start their own show. And honestly, that shit would probably sell because you got a liberal on one side. You got a conservative on the other side. And I don't even think Tucker Carlson is as as right leaning as he portrays on Fox News. I don't even think he's necessarily because I saw something um, recently that said he didn't even like Trump or something like that.
5: Well, that Bits was, and that pieces. Was that was before. I mean, I thought there was a leak about some memo he wrote or some text message that said, I don't even like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that some of them, these elites, they, they see him as a little bit crass. So, yeah, I, I can see that. And when it comes to the Jose video, man, Jose was on fire. I was like, I'm going to kick this dude out. And I'm like, he keeps talking. They're not doing shit to him. And he basically dropped the mic there. And I don't know if they basically roughed them up, because there was a point where I was just listening to it. It looked like they kind of jumped on him, standing to the ground. Ashura. Yeah. You never seen... Um, the reason why that probably was, where you're like, hey, how come they don't jump on him, or whatever the case is. You never seen Jose in person. Jose is a big dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah he
3: I
5: met him.
0: Home. I met him in D.C. When I
5: see my camera, it looks like a small dude, small guy. Yeah, I know. it's a camera trick. Oh. Okay. I just, I just <laughs> saw him for like, I don't know, maybe the sec yeah, like the second time this past Saturday. In uh cause uh Diane Sayre was holding in like an event uh, you know, and uh in, in Manhattan and like, you know, Larry Sharp is there all and so on and so forth, right? And um, you know, like just as a side note, I was I was talking to him and um, Kynan about, you know, like ballot initiatives that they didn't know anything about it. So I had to explain that to him or whatever the case is. But, you know, just to answer your question, you know, he's a big dude. I mean, Kynan is he's like 19 years old, so he's like skinny or whatever the case is. But, yeah, that's why they probably like, oh, I really don't want to have to be tackling this dude. really? Right.
0: Well, Jose, you- Jose did post on Twitter that they did push him to the ground.
5: Yeah, because I'm. I, there was a point he was talking, and I hear like a thump. It was like, like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, that's what he said. They did push him to the ground. I, I think that. Um,
5: oh, go ahead, Roger. I just wanted to say because um, you're talking about Don Lemon, whatever the case is. Okay, these Negroes. Every they do it to themselves every single freaking time. They forget who they are. They think they're part of the club. They get into these white owned corporations and think, oh yeah, I'm down and so on and so forth. They turn around and they start shitting on black people until they get reminded of who they are, okay? It's like I told you uh, in the DMs, Roger, Roland Martin's the same shit. He was working for CNN. He basically passed hillary hillary some notes hillary thought she was going to practice for that debate turns out the questions were not that and that basically smelled rotten for him in uh him in brazil don't get me started on roland martin So, so so we've seen it you know they always do this they forget who they are they turn around and they start crapping all over the black community you know pull your pants up and you know all different types of craziness like that And then what ends up happening? Uh, Something like this. We've seen it happen with uh, Bill Cosby, Kanye West, Don Lemon, you know? How far is it going to go? Don't forget Omarosa, Roger. Oh, yeah, 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 Omarosa. All these Negroes that that go and do this. This is like, you are working for a white-owned corporation. They could get rid of you just like that. I don't care how much money you got. You know what I mean? Like, they always do this. Their ego gets ahead of them, and then when they and then when they get thrown out on their ass, they have no community to to turn to, because they shit it on the community. It's like we're not supporting you. You know what I mean? I mean, just like I said before, uh, Ken, Candace Owens' future is what's her name, Stacy Dash. <laughs> That uh, is your future. Oh, can you please be invited back to the barbecue?
0: I
3: was wrong.
0: No, but and... you said you saw you guys saw what happened with uh with Amarosa. You saw how you know, after she got axed, when she was part of Trump's administration, then it was like, you know, people was like, "No, you can't come back to the cookout." Yeah,
5: she <laughs> exactly. She fizzled out. She fizzled out right after that book about trump came in you never heard about al Maroso again yeah. after getting mm-hmm. fired by trump for the fifth time and that book did not work at all
0: she was like let me write this book about trump it's,
5: not <laughs> book. it's the one about that guy that was doing the uh, interview with trump
0: yeah when she said that trump I, used the I, n-word or something trump. like that i was like i don't think she realizes just how racist this country is and like most people are not going to give a fuck about that
5: yeah, like, uh, you're giving us a revelation that he used the N-word? Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not know that about Trump. Tell me more. Uh, he used the N-word? Please. On the final note on Don Lemon, I mean, Don Lemon should have known that his time was up. I mean, the moment they kicked you out your late-night show, uh, and they put you in the middle of people, because you used to be it alone, it reminds me that even Sabrina got down lemon herself. What do you mean? Remember when uh, <laughs> normally you do your show yourself. I, I think you like it when you do it yourself. But when that had the Marianne moment, you know, when Rome came in and Cypher was <laughs> like, oh, shit, here comes Rome. Uh, this thing was going to be perfect. And boom, shit hit the pan. Oh, that that wasn't my show, though. It uh, looks like it was your show. I'm just joking on that. It seems like it was like that. If you pick, to take the Don Lemon thing when he was like, you saw the multiple clips of him being, like, rude to women. Yeah. (laughs) It reminded like that. I'm like, oh, shit, Sabi got Don Lemon when when, when it came to uh, the Marianne thing (laughs) and Nick when Rome came in.
0: (laughs) No, because it it wasn't even my interview. It was actually, you know, it was Nick's interview.
5: Uh,
0: Um, You know, I mean, we didn't reach out to her, but Neo's algorithm had uh, tweeted at her and tagged us and tagged her and said, will you go talk to RBN? And she said, yes. And Nick had responded, I think, to a previous comment. And then Nick was trying to let her know right in there how we felt about this whole strategy. And she was like, she'd love to come on. And Nick said, DM me. So it was really, it
5: wasn't even my interview. It was Nick's interview. Uh, (laughs) It seems like you got lemoned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please, Sappy, don't, 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 don't make these uh <laughs> fantasy shows for me like Don Lemon and fucking Tucker all together. I'm like, no. But think about it. That would actually. You want to talk about ratings? That would actually get a lot of ratings. The only person I know that could get ratings is the Tucker part. Uh, Don Lemon. He's been out. He, he's been kicked out, out of the community. right? He thought he was safe because he was part of the Alphabet Group. That's why he was talking down to people, because he thought he was black and part of the LGBT community. So he thought he was safe. Guess what? They looked at you. You were black. Get out now. Yeah, I think that
0: was part of it, too. I think um, his ego, his ego became inflated over the years. I I will say that. But I also want to say, too, like, if you look at a lot of duos that host shows together, there's always like that. Yeah, like people like them together as a group, but a lot of times people tune in for that one person.
5: Yeah, like he could go join. Uh, he could go join his uh, pal. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Got Mister. Mr. I was in the basement for two weeks. <laughs> Mister, I was in the basement for two weeks. I never came out of the basement. Fredo, that chick was. Yeah, that shit was funny. He, the guy went. The guy never spent top two weeks in the basement. Even if his family knew he was a. He was lying. <laughs>
0: the first time I saw Chris Cuomo on CNN, his eyes said, "Do not trust me."
5: Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm logging off, man.
0: All right, thank you so much, Ashura. Uh, I want to go to Noel before I bring in Brady. Noel. Hello. Hello, everybody.
7: Um, You know, I'm just let me start by saying um, kudos to Jose because he really set that place on fire. And if you notice, as compared to some of his other um, events, this audience did more listening. They were more subdued. And I think these are the people who really do Consider themselves to be reporters, and he was just spitting fire. And you know, you have to know, just like we all do, that these people know what this man was saying was rooted in truth, and he was definitely poking at their responsibility as so called journalists. They have to have some type of integrity, and he was calling them out on the carpet. And you know, they have consciences. And I think some of them were really bothered internally because they know they have neglected their responsibilities as journalists. But I use that to segue to the point about Tucker Carlson and um, Don Lemon. I think the bigger messaging that I take from the Tucker Carlson piece of it is the exposure to the very, very toxic and chaotic environment that exists at Fox News. You know, the emails um, or text messages of Tucker Carson that were made public through the trial clearly prove that this man was coming on the TV day after day pushing as news what he surely knew to be lies. And to me, that speaks to the broader issue that the very worst thing in the world that this nation could have done was to allow the news to be corporately owned. There's some things, and, and the reality is, you cannot do everything on a for-profit basis. It does not work with imprisonment. It does not match well with healthcare. It does not go well with the media because the profit-making motive incentivizes all the wrong behaviors in those three specific areas. So now we have Rupert Murdoch with a certain perspective and ideology that he is demanding be carried through that outlet. And so it is very deeply right-wing. It is very much white supremacist, and it is very much given to capital. And so, therefore, the natural objective of the media, which is truth-telling, which is the capacity of the fourth estate to be an ally to the masses to help hold the three branches of government accountable is severely damaged. And I think we see that and it plays out through this Tucker Carlson thing. And the clip that you showed where he was demonstrating a consciousness about what he has been doing and the regrets he has, not only over pushing Iraq, but other things. So we see a person who was paid millions of dollars to tell lies, expressing some remorse and some regret. And that is foundational to what Fox is pushing. So I think that the... A hostile work environment sex harassment case that a producer, a female producer ha- is waging. So you see that being repeated over through the Roger Ls, through the Bill O'Reilly. Now we have Tucker Carlson potentially involved in the same type of thing. It demonstrates a, an environment that is particularly misogynistic as the woman alleges and as Megan Kelly alleged and the other woman who had Gretchen Carlson I think Gretchen somebody she was um a beauty queen at some point before she went there there is this environment where all of these things go and they line up into an ideology and it and it speaks to that same thing about the the patriarchal white capitalist motivation that guides this country. And I think we they have created a gigantic echo chamber in this nation and they can't find themselves the way out. You know, and the whole thing with Don Lemon, it is the classic case of a black person falling prey to the illusion of inclusion. You never be able to maintain the type of parlance and veneer that your white counterparts may have. And the minute you slip and think you can, they're going to remind you that you cannot. Anybody who pays attention to the Oprah Winfrey narrative in terms of what happened to her when she got her own station and this and that now own is owned by Disney. So you, you have your place that they allow you at the table. And when you start getting out of your pocket, they're going to put you out. And I really believe they took their announcement under Tucker Carlson. So as to get it all blended up and they not have to deal with any ire that may have come from the black community or the LGBTQ community proper. And so it got all muddled in, but it is the same thing. They Now that they're trying to get profits, they're not as interested in giving you the news. They're trying to figure out what drives the numbers. And like Donald Trump said, oh, y'all gonna suffer when I'm gone because I'm helping y'all numbers. But how ridiculous and upside down is that? It should be a preservation and presentation of news, fact-based news. That's not what we're getting. And that's why we had the allegation of fake news to come out a few years ago when independent media was taking its root because it became a competitor to what they were doing to control the narrative. So I say with the Tucker Carlson thing and the Don Lemon situation, they are helping to pull back the curtain on the wizardry that moves this nation and people are getting more of an inside look. Mm -hmm. We pivot to the situation with um, Dr. Wolf and the empire in decline. I couldn't agree more. I think, like I've said before, this is a plantation nation. It always has been. When you look across history, any movement that threatened to change the underlying principles of this country—and that is patriarchal white supremacist capitalism—they, they, you get a whole lot of animals around them, and people get killed, and everything else, and blah 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 blah. This nation is not willing to afford to the oppressed what it has reserved for the elite land-owning white men. And all through our history, that's what we have seen. Well, now they have backed themselves in a corner. They have gone to a place where you've exported all your manufacturing, And therefore, the only thing you have left to really drive this economy is a military industrial complex that is the largest purveyor of militarism and selling of weapons around the world. And you have a financial hocus pocus situation where they have been manipulating the world economies through these two vehicles. And now they're in a corner. You have other nations like China that received a lot of the manufacturing and now they have capitalized on it. They have made some shifts in the way they run that nation. And now you have this alignment forming to destabilize the dollar and lead to de-dollarization. So you have left in your quiver, your militarization, but it's not going to work. You have spent tremendous assets in Iraq, Afghanistan, you couldn't get out of Af- Afghanistan for you pivoted to this proxy war in Ukraine. And it is one of the signs of a empire in collapse. You go to all this hyper and micro militarism and we're just, and our economy is not even stable. They're talking about us being on the brink of another recession. So, yeah they really just don't know where else to go with this situation
0: and Richard Wolf called all this like I've been trying to get Richard wolf back on he is very 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 busy like that is not someone that's easy to get on but uh the first time I had him on he predicted all of this he predicted he told me like you guys can go watch that that interview on my channel like it's I think it's mm, maybe almost two years two years ago or maybe a year ago. Yes. Uh, but he predicted all this. He tried to warn me back then. And I, all I can say is that, you know, I hope you guys enjoy like those economic updates from Richard Wolf because the reason why. Oh, I yes, continue, absolutely. Yeah. I continue to show those because it's still funny to me till this day. People will email me and tell me, thank you for showing me this. I didn't see it. They're not watching it on on his channel. It could be because maybe they don't want to sit through the whole thing. Right. Sometimes that's the yeah, thing too. But people really need to hear this stuff in reference to the economy because it is true. The US Empire is crumbling, just like the the Roman Empire fell, the British Empire fell. Like empires can fall. And I think that we've been kind of conditioned in this country to believe that like that would never happen to us, though, because we're supposed to be a superpower. But like you said. Now you have all these other countries coming together and saying, you know what, we're going to form our own alliance and our own coalition. And honestly, I can't blame them.
7: And the thing about it is we have no real leverage anymore. You know, just and I don't know if you heard the piece a while ago where Marco Rubio was complaining about the emergence of BRICS because he was saying, well, we won't have the capacity to Uh. do sanctions anymore. But you know, once they get BRICS and I refer to it as BRICS plus, because you're going to have other nations besides the ones who are in the acronym who are going to tune in because people are sick and tired of being manipulated because the dollar is the um, currency of trade. And so now, when that comes online in a productive way that is going to cause a permanent devaluation of the dollar and the American dollar is going to lose value immediately. It's going to be precipitous and it's going to trigger all kinds of economic chaos in this nation. And that's typically how these nations stumble into irrelevance. And, you know, like I say, it would be different if we had something else to offer. We don't have diplomacy in our quiver anymore. China has demonstrated that they're more willing and able to do diplomacy as they demonstrated with Saudi Arabia and Iran as they're pairing up with Russia. They're demonstrating. And this whole thing about doing the war games to demonstrate what would go on with Taiwan is pure lunacy. But I think, like I say, that the people who really run this plantation have really lost their way and for a lack of imagination, they don't know any other gear but press the accelerator and try to move forward with this militarism and, you know, control through economics. But it's just not going to work. And I think people are panicking. We have had I can't tell you how many cycles we have had where the the working class has been attempting through Barack Obama, through Bernie Sanders, even through Donald Trump to say to the leaders of this place that we are suffering and we would like something different. But all you get is a, a pack of lies and then you go back to the same old, same old. And I think. It's just not going to work. We're looking at a potential rematch of Joe Biden and Donald Trump out of a lack of imagination. The people who control everything, even though 70% of the electorate is saying, we do not want to see this rematch, but they're they're determined to give it to you because that's all they have to offer. The the Democrats have a weak bench because nobody wants Kamala Harris, nobody wants um, Pete Buttigieg. They're so listening they don't.
0: People, they're listing people in the polls that aren't even running. Exactly.
7: And then on the the Republican side, they have chased the culture issues over into the ditch, and now they're pushing this. Anti, and the whole reversal of Roe v. Wade, I don't think they really could estimate the impact that that was going to have. And and now the abortions, the six week abortion bans, this, that and a third is getting all confused. And people may key, key about what DeSantis is doing in Florida, but nobody wants to see that as a national policy. They're talking about restructuring the Supreme Court because it has gone so ideologically over the right cliff. It, this place, and like I say, it's on both sides. The Democrats don't have the courage to do a self-correction. They nope. And now I, you could hear through Biden's recorded announcements that they're going to pivot to the LGBTQ. Oh, everybody got equal rights and this, that, and a third. And but Latino. It's just, you know, and Latino. It's just you know, but it's all a illusion they really aren't serious about any of that, you know, and so it's like there was this this um video that I saw maybe a couple of years ago, and if I recall correctly, it was entitled from jFK to nine eleven everything is a rich man's game hmm. and they it's just this country. It's just not willing to do, it is in its own way. And it cannot see it because of the echo chamber it has created. And I just, you know, you know, I'm older and the more I think about these things and they fall into an alignment, the more, you know, I get so challenged to have some hope because I don't see any evidence that they're having the awakenings that would lead them to really reconcile with what this nation needs to do to change its foreign profile, to pull away from all this imperialism and hegemony and to do something different in terms of domestic policy for the everyday working class. I think. They just but, you know, that will require them to accept that capitalism is a failed endeavor and that neither Bernie Sanders and none of the others, including RFK and Marianne Williamson, can really wrap their mind around what's next after capitalism because it has failed us and it's motivating everything that does fail us. So I just think we're in a very tight place and I think there would be a way, you know, yeah, if everybody really bad. came to the table in earnest that we could escape what is pending. But I just don't think we have that collective energy.
0: That's that's interesting. Noel. very well said. Brady, what's your take on all of this?
8: First of all, I have to say that I do know a way and I know how we can get the energy. But before I do that, I want to just ask two hypothetical cool questions to you. And that is, if we were to start like a bunch of ruckus to get you hired at CNN, would you take the job and how long do you think you would be able to hold on to that job before you got fired?
0: (laughs) uh no i would never work for uh, mainstream media I oh come on I, but you have I a chance I, to get fired no like it 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 would be a trap number one they would never bring me on like knowing what i talk about um and if they did i would know it would be a trap this is how i felt when matt taibi had the interview with Mehdi hassan about the twitter files that's why i was like this is a trap you know so i think you know it's it's one of those things where especially haven't been in that environment like I know how it is there's a journalist you guys should follow on Twitter Torn Walker so Torin was my very very first guest when I started my show and one of the things that Torn mentioned I think it was like the first question I asked him like why did he decide to um to to go like the independent route and he said that he was tired Of having his work basically mocked up by editors and by the time they were through with it it wasn't even what he intended it to be it wasn't even what he wrote anymore and unfortunately it's like that it's like that for people that work at the Washington Post New York Times you know the the print publications as well as broadcast journalism you really have no control you think you have control until you write something or you say something and they set you straight so you are basically just there as a puppet so to speak and and that's unfortunate and that goes for those shows like the view too the women that are sitting around that table at that show the view they they have earbuds where a producer is telling them what to say in their ear The producer tells them when to go to commercial break. They have cue cards, like they have all these things. And it's like, it's not really them. And so you have to ask yourself, do you just want the money and the fame that comes along with that position? Or do you actually want to be able to use your brain and have a voice? And what I've learned over the years is that surprisingly, a lot of people would rather just take the money and not use their brain. And that's unfortunate.
5: (laughs) Sabrina, I think he was asking you, um with if you took it if they gave you your own show i i, I think that's what he was no asking.
0: because it's not yours it's not yours yeah like that's what people have to understand. understand with mainstream media again like it's a corporation that you're actually really working for so tucker carlson having his own show on fox news he was still working for rupert murdoch who is a billionaire. So even at the end of the day, with Tucker Carlson having the number one news show in the world, or at least in the US, like he still didn't have his own say as he found out like recently. So I think the thing is, is that as long, I hate to say it like this, but as long as you have a boss, your boss has a boss and you really are not as in control as you think.
8: Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a totally reasonable answer. It was really kind of just a fun question. I was kind of wondering more if you'd be willing to make it your own kind of thing, like just go in there and like cause some, it's just a fun question. But, um, as far as a way to really get ourselves out of this situation, um, I'm offering the idea. And, uh, I feel like this is great for if RFK doesn't win the election and it's like, Oh no, like, cause he's running as a Democrat, which I don't necessarily think is a totally bad strategy. Um, but if even if he loses, uh, I think we should have other parties ready to go in the background for these people to jump into should there become a problem in the primaries like we saw with Bernie Sanders again. And the idea of the proxy party is a proxy government completely outside of government. And this can also potentially be a good alternative to BRICS which I like the idea of BRICS. I like a lot of what they're doing, but I have this fear in the back of my head that says all of these countries are still owned by the World Bank Group. And this could just be another version of NATO. You know, this could just be NATO 2.0. And so it's like now we have two NATOs fighting each other, you know. Um, And so I think a potential even better solution to NATO or BRICS would be a global proxy party that all the people of the world come together and start governing ourselves completely outside of the network of the World Bank and World Economic Forum, all that jazz.
0: That's interesting. I mean, the only challenge that I would see is that getting those people to be on board with it. Um, I'll be honest with you guys i i know i've said this about marianne i'll say this about rfk jr as well i really don't see him doing a dirty break and i say that because i saw a statement that he put on twitter today about joe biden saying that he likes joe biden and i was like no
5: oh god
8: well the <laughs> like, good the news is the good news the like, silver lining the silver lining of this situation is that i think honestly almost anyone in this room would be a better candidate than either Marianne Williamson or J- RFK Jr. And um, we are fully capable of leading ourselves completely outside of relying on any one of these selected puppet leadership dues or American royalty of any kind. And if we just start organizing our own proxy government ourselves completely outside of government and start, you know, uh, executing mutual aid projects uh, with one to one democratic. Uh, contributions. I think we could at least at the very least set an example of what legitimate government is capable of and in that way force illegitimate government to at least start acting right.
0: I think this is similar to what uh, case study QB, who I see is in the um, listener listener queue, uh, what he's trying to do with the mutual aid political party, I think that's similar to what uh, he's trying to do. The thing is, is that we have to shift the way of thinking among the American people in this country. The American people in this country, we have been taught to believe that we support the politician first and then they deliver. We need to flip that. And this is one of the things Case been trying to do. We need to flip that. They need to deliver first. (laughs) And then you can support them. So they need to be helping people in their community. Most of these politicians are not. Mm -hmm. How many of them are actually helping people in the community on a regular basis versus when they're trying to get elected and they want to photo op? Right. Are they doing mutual aid? Are they giving people rides to work? Are they doing carpool? Are they doing food drives? Or do they only show up to these events when they're trying to get elected? And that's something that people need to pay attention to.
8: I would flip the switch one switch further and say, let's ourselves, the community, start delivering and embarrass these politicians or make them irrelevant. Let's make them obsolete. Let's start providing and delivering so well for each other that we no longer even turn to these people for anything. You know, um, where I think it wouldn't take long before we're fully capable of defending ourselves again. I think at this point, uh, relying on these people to defend ourselves has been a massive mistake. And we've reached the point where we're nearly incapable of it now. And I think uh, if we were to start delivering ourselves as a community, we would be capable of defending ourselves much better within just a matter of six months.
0: That's what the RBN chapters are about. So those will be launching in May. We already have the graphics ready, but every location will have its own needs. Right. So like, for example, Nick, because you guys know Nick is a martial artist. So one of the things I think Nick is going to do is he's going to teach people how to do martial arts, which I think is a huge, you know, service to the people because martial arts is expensive. I don't know if you guys ever looked at the prices to do those classes, but anyway, it teaches you how to defend yourself. You know, Um, JB has like, I think different things where he's going to help people who are also, you know, disabled, like, like him and some of the things that they have to go through. I know for me, I have a couple things I want to do, like in the Boston area, everyone's area is different. So like in Boston, there's this big push for, you know, these kids to go to these elite institutions because we're surrounded by elite institutions in Boston. And what I want to do is teach family members and their kids about higher education alternatives, All these families and these kids, I don't want these kids like taking out all this money and like student loans and ended up with a lot of student loan debt like I did, but they need to be taught about alternatives and these, the the high schools are not teaching them this. So that's one of the things I want to do as well as financial literacy, as well as self care. You know, a lot of people since the pandemic had to deal with uh, depression, anxiety. Some people have gotten over that. Some people have not. Um... There's also issues of stress, especially if you're working class and you're working like a lot of hours. And what I've noticed is that we don't take care of ourselves. Like we put ourselves last, especially especially anyone in the chat who's a mom, okay? If you're a parent, I know you're probably putting yourself last. So these are the kind of things that I wanna work with people with as well as like food drives and clothing drives and things like that. But it is very, very important that if you're not okay, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not gonna be 100% for anyone else either. Like we, we gotta stop that. That's another thing I wanna talk about one day. We gotta change that mindset where we take care of everybody else first and then we take care of ourselves last. That has to stop. And I'm saying that to everybody in the chat, especially those of you who are parents. And I know it is very easy to believe that, okay, well, it's it's all about the kids and stuff. That's not to say you neglect your kids. But what I am saying is that you're an individual too. And your needs need to be met as well. And if that means that you may need to get a massage or you may need to do some yoga, which you can do at home for free, people are going to be taught how to do those things. Because the common like complaint that I hear from people is that, well, you know, I can't afford to have a gym membership. I can't afford to you know, take a yoga class. And I totally get all of that. Yoga classes are fucking expensive, Mm -hmm. but you can do it at Mm -hmm. home for free.
8: Um, That is so vindicating because I'm actually offering free martial arts classes myself at this place that does free uh, yoga classes with little baby goats and chickens. And we're just like all on the same wavelength. So that's just like totally cool to hear. And I'm going to pass the mic, but I'm sorry, what's up? Um, before I do, I, I was just going to offer one more idea and that is, um, kind of weaponizing the strategies of our oppressors against them. And by that, I mean, kind of creating our own form of a false dichotomy, which is like a two party system for ourselves. And what I mean by that is perhaps like creating a proxy party that is super progressive, super left, everything we want it to be. And then also at the same time, creating a secondary party that we're like very open about us creating. We're not lying about the fact that we're creating it, but we want to create another party that is completely designed to be a bridge to the right, so that the right can like a welcoming mat um, to the right. So they say, hey guys, come over here, join us, check us out. This is what we agree on. And have those two parties just for the heck of it, I think would be cool because I don't know of anything like either one of those outside of maybe the Green Party, but the Green Party is rather feckless, not very progressive, not very democratic. So uh, just a more progressive version of the Green Party. And then another party that is a legitimate bridge to the left that I I think we could do better than the Libertarians. I guess the Libertarians could be that, but they were kind of created by the Tea Party movement, which is totally co-opted by larger powers. And so I'm talking about a more organic version of a Libertarian movement.
5: Uh, Brady. Oh, hello.
8: I'm I'm still here. Brady, what's up?
5: What do you teach?
8: Oh man, I t- I teach kids how to code. I teach music lessons. Uh As no, far I as said, martial, martial, you, you, you martial martial
5: arts, what what do, what do you teach?
8: As far as martial arts goes. Uh huh. I actually invented a new martial art and it's pretty cool. And a really cool thing about it is it can be done by old people, little tiny kids, people with disabilities and wheelchairs can even participate. And it has to do with like uh, foam armor and pads and stuff like that. So we can, it's kind of like weapon combat, but with like, it's kind of like LARPing, but like taking it to a martial art level, if that makes sense.
5: Where did, where did you bounce that from? Because What's Because Bruce Lee created Jeet Kun Do, but his, the basis of what he started with was Wing Chun.
8: Honestly, I would like a basis of uh, – I would like to learn myself uh, Jiu-Jitsu no, and but I mean, have a Jiu-Jitsu. Studio this.
5: What I mean is before you invented your own thing, what were you doing before that? What martial art were you doing before that? Oh.
8: Kung Fu, Karate, you know, uh, everything I see on TV. Jeet Kune Do, yeah, following Bruce Lee heavily, of course. Like Muay Thai, you know, like practicing Muay Thai stuff. So all the – all the but mixed martial arts, you know, um, anything I can get my hands on.
5: Huh, I was just curious. Oh,
8: Sabrina. I would like to learn more um, Jiu-Jitsu and, and incorporate that as well um, just because I think that's a, a good –
0: That's cool. Uh, Bruce Lee was so bass, so by the way. I love Bruce Lee.
8: I, just well, I'm the know, real um, crow. I'm like the real life version of the crow. So I, I play guitar on rooftops, all that stuff. <laughs> I rescue <laughs> girls from bed. I'm Captain Savahoe. Like all the things. It's, it's pretty funny. I need to be the crow for Halloween. Sabrina.
0: Yes. I'm sorry. I just had. I started thinking about. Well, he mentioned Bruce Lee. I was thinking about. Um, do you guys remember? Uh, R and B singer Cisco. He was a part of this yes. one called. Um, Real. Real, yeah. So he had this. This. I think his first album was called. The dragon. Dragon. Yeah. He had this songs called. Uh, the dragon. The dragon. He said, "Y'all gonna make me want to unleash the dragon." I know you don't really want to unleash the dragon.
8: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no apologies necessary. No, that's cool. Bruce Lee is absolutely my father figure. And I'm going to pass the joint, but it's cool talking to y'all tonight. Based.
0: I'll uh, Go ahead, Roger. And then
5: I want to bring in Dave. I just wanted to say, I don't think the Inflation Reduction Act brought down inflation. <laughs> I went to get the, You know the 5 for 5 Chicken wings at 7-Eleven I went to go get some over At the 7-Eleven at JFK airport And they wanted $9 I said man take that shit back I'll just get the little juice That, that I got How are you going to have 5 for 5 That's $9 Price gouging
0: Yeah Um I forgot they had those little wings. Yeah, for people who don't know, like 7-Eleven, they do have... You know, there's not a 7-Eleven in every region, though. Did you know that, Roger?
9: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, because, like, when I moved down south, we didn't have 7-Eleven in uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. Although I think they have some in North Carolina now, but they didn't have them, like, when I moved down there. So it's not everywhere, but, yeah, I forgot they have those little... They're, like, those little wingies just walk in there and get them. But let's go ahead and bring in, uh, Dave. Unleash the dragon. I know you don't really want to go ahead, Dave. Hello. Hey,
10: savvy. How are you doing? Uh, how are you guys doing? Hey,
0: doing great. How are you?
10: Good. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I have too much to say tonight, but we got the, we're talking about the, uh, main, the main question is the two, uh, is Don Lemon and uh, and Tucker Top, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I saw some things that, like, people are speculating, like, a lot of different things about the, the whole spread of the money, powers, octopus, plantation, money, you know, all the money powers what they how that influences the timing. This like Graham Elwood thinks it's. I, I don't want to harp too much. Graham Elwood did a stream where earlier today I guess where he thinks that the scene related prosecutions, which are coming faster now, and now they've now implicated, now closer to Jamie diamond and Bill Gates and others there. The prosecutions are closer to them. And more stuff is coming out. He thinks that. Something related to the Epstein prosecutions hit, you know, hit Fox News and CNN really? in a way to encourage them to go ahead with you know any admin at CNN or Fox News to go ahead to push those guys to you know take their leave you know? So yeah. there's a, a lot of speculation in different directions about about the how media is gonna fall apart, you know, in this you know the next few months. So.
0: So quick question, uh, Dave, was this on Graham Elwood's uh, YouTube channel or was it on his Rockfin?
10: It was, uh, no, it wasn't on, uh, I'm not sure it was geared on his YouTube. I never see his YouTube because like, I usually go to Rockfin first, but he was on, I saw it on his Rockfin. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I'll, I'll look for that. You know, that's someone I haven't had on. I should invite him on at some point.
10: I'm not a huge fan of, of, I just, I'm not like a Graham pusher, like a, <laughs> I don't think Graham pusher, I don't think he does drugs, but no, I'm just, like, he, like, maybe he smokes a little weed, but I'm not a big Graham pusher, but I like, uh, you know, he's funny, he's a good host, uh, you know, I don't agree with everything he does politically, but he's, but he's like a white guy that earnestly pushes dem socialism, and he does debunking and stuff like that. I don't agree with everything he does, but. He does bring out some like I think he's too he's way into Bitcoin. He's way into like covering sort of Hollywood
0: Graham um, Elwood
10: white except, Yeah. What? I like I like the guy. I mean I like the guy. Obviously he's got a huge following.
8: Like he's he's very Wait, famous.
0: I thought, so, yeah. I thought Graham Elwood was Asian, no? Yeah. Yeah?
10: What was he was he what? What?
0: I thought Graham Elwood was
10: Asian. No, oh, he's white. He's white. He's white. Graham Elwood's white. Like he became famous. He kind of became famous through Jimmy a little bit. He's one of the. He's one of those guys that was on Jimmy in the period when Ron was. You know, like in eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I think before you appeared on there, he was. Uh, like he was doing stuff with Jimmy. So.
0: I know who he is, but I thought he was like eight. Wait a minute, I'm looking this up.
10: He's not Asian. He's white.
6: What are you thinking about Steve <laughs> O?
5: Well, he could be Asian, I guess, like Kim Iverson is, but she passes for white, I guess, right?
10: I mean, Graham could be part Asian, but I don't think he is. I, he, I don't think he is. He might be half Asian. That's possible, but...
0: Yeah. Um... It won't tell me anything. It just says...
6: Are you sure you're not thinking about Steve O, who used to be on aggressive, oppres- uh, aggressive progressives with Jimmy?
0: Steve O from like
6: the uh... T Y T, not jackass.
0: I was thinking about jackass.
10: Yeah, not not that Steve.
6: savvy
10: <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>. oh. <laughs> like, so, so, now K-T-L. you're associating Graham with being a jackass, but <laughs> I'll tell you, Graham's more—he's more of more a jackass than I am. I would say. Like that's that's definitely clear. But, no, wait, uh, isn't
3: he
0: Hawaiian? Uh, wait a minute, isn't Graham Elwood Hawaiian?
10: Graham, he he, no, he's he he's fucking he's like an Irish, he's like part Irish, part maybe part another you know white European. He's from like the Midwest. He's from he grew up partly in Europe, like you. Like he's older than me. He's older than you. He's older than me. He's, than me. he's over fifty. He's He's, you know, he grew up in Europe, part of, like, part, he was a, like, his dad was in the military in Germany, I think, and so he grew up partly in Europe, and then he's growing up in, like, the East, like, partly in the East Coast, partly in the Midwest. He goes to college in the Midwest, you know, like, a long time ago, like, late 80s, early 90s, so that's his, that's his, so he's been doing stand-up comedy since then, since, you know, since. He was in college in, in like, uh, Kentucky or Ohio or something like that. So I, I'm not pushing him. I'm, I'm just saying that he had some stuff about, about other legal prosecutions and like collapsing government people that are related to Tucker and, uh, and Don Lemon's resignations. So
5: you're not pushing Graham's on us.
0: His Wikipedia page doesn't say his ethnicity. This is bothering me. I'm sorry, guys. I really thought he was like, I don't know. Bad Cookie said, no, he just teens a lot. I don't know. (laughs) Uh. Well, anyway.
10: Anyway, so I don't know where I'm going. I, I don't have much of a. I, what What are you guys? What are you thinking, Tab? I mean, what do you? I don't know what to else to add. I mean, I I don't want to stay on here for a long time tonight, but I um, mean, I think
0: we, we all yeah. pretty much we've had this this feeling that this was coming, right? Like that, like mainstream media was taking a big hit, and that you know after Trump, we we saw. Listen, like their their ratings flew through the roof during Trump's presidency. But after Trump lost, they took a, a big hit. So
10: here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know That was when, was say, yeah, that was at the, at that, that point was when, were you saying something, Roger? I didn't want to, sorry about that. Go ahead. No,
5: no you go ahead. You, you go ahead.
10: I was gonna say, yeah, that was the point when, when Trump, you know, when Trump lost and then, you know the country was pissed off at how the 2020 ele- even like you know, though there weren't politicos like or whatever, they weren't in- very interested in politics like I am, like you guys are, like a lot of people here uh, are. A lot of people were now like they saw the 2020, they were pissed about the 2020 election. Were like the pri- like everyone could see the primaries were fucked up. Everyone could see the you know the election wasn't a good choice. People, everyone could see that there were other problems with that election. And and everyone could see that the country was headed, you know, shit wise, after the election. So, you know, so so at that moment, that was when the me- that was when the mainstream media tanked because they didn't have dramatic interest of Trump, of like you know the liberals dramatic interest in CNN and other media running down Trump or Trump creating drama. Like they lost the ratings of that. That was sort of like that was kind of like the canary in the coal. Like it was kind of like that was kind of like it wasn't even the canary in the coal mine. It was kind of just that was like the the evident. That was like the periscope or like that was like the the sign on the surface of the ground, like the droppings on the ground of you know the meat the elephant of the media that was about to get shot in other ways. You know, like a- after that because you know their ratings went down big time in twenty twenty one. And now, legacy media has been collapsing even more like, since, you know, since say late twenty twenty one, right? So, that's my that's my like. I'm not saying much more than what you just said, but I'm I'm putting that that ratings drop in context of the wider collapse of of the legacy media. That's a good point. Thank um, you so much for
0: that, Dave. Um, Thank you so much. I want to go ahead and bring in um, Eric. I want to give you a chance to speak and then we'll bring in Dwayne
2: and then Noel.
6: I'm good. Go to Dwayne.
2: Hello.
0: Oh, Dwayne, we can't hear you. Roger, can you mute for a second? Dwayne. Oh, no. Try it again, Dwayne. Try to unmute. Okay. Say something. No. All right. I'll make you a speaker and then we'll just go ahead and go to Noel. Go ahead, Noel.
7: I wanted to make two quick points. I wanted to say your interview with Chris Hedges was really fabulous. I love Chris Hedges. I think he strikes it head on and... The other thing is I wanted to express publicly express my deep condolences over the passing of
11: Harry Belafonte.
7: I think he is the last of a kind um, in terms of activists who maintain his activist posture through his entertainment. And I don't think we'll see the likes of him again, but um, I thought he was just a really great person, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, express those two points. Yes. He was 96.
3: Yes.
12: Yeah, yeah. He, he got up there and age. He
7: was beautiful he inside did. and out. Just yeah, so well, sincere.
11: Such a great activist, too, for
3: so long.
5: Yes. Yeah, I loved
11: Harry Belafonte. Yeah,
5: one bunch, two bunch, three bunch, four.
11: <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to bring that out <laughs> That's right, uh, the banana boat song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's awesome. I I love that guy. He was so articulate, and brilliant too. Uh, you know who had him on a lot? Amy Goodman used to have him on a lot mm-hmm. before she kind of sold out, <laughs> and then once that happened, and she did kind of sell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no question about that. You know, when she really, to me, as far as she, as, far as Amy, really, I saw a decline was when, uh, with the white helmets in Syria, when she was promoting the white helmets. I'm like, these people are, <laughs> they're working with the enemy. What are you doing? And yeah. she's like, that's when she was really pushing, like, the altruistic... Uh, you know, U.S. interventionism thing. I'm like, wait a second. You're supposed to be the war and peace report. What happened to you? Now you're suddenly like well, pushing a neocon interventionist And line she kind of went in on Russiagate too. Yes, yeah, she, she did. sure did. She, did. she doubled down on stupidity with that one <laughs> after the yeah. after the White Helmets. That outlet changed a lot over the past oh, couple of years. I was with them from the very beginning because I used to love WBAI in New York. They started out as the morning wake-up call. They called it a wake-up call and W, and they had a, they had Bernard White on there with Amy co-hosting, and and they were good. They were good all through the nineties, and even with Clinton in the White House, and and they were good when Bush was there, and then suddenly. Which you know, this this brings me to my point, which I wanted to get to. Now that I can actually, that people can hear me, um, with the with the whole precipitous decline since Clinton's Telecommunications Act of '96 of the of the media in this country, we're looking at Tucker Carlson and all these progress, real progressive, not like the Democrats, not like the people who call themselves you know liberals and and uh, whatever progressives, the Democrats. Looking at Tucker Carlson, like oh. This is so terrible. <laughs> I mean that guy has been horrible for like how many years? 30 years when he was wearing a bow tie. I used to watch Tucker Carlson on what was that show, The McLaughlin Group on PBS where he'd sit there with his little bow tie on and just like you know Reagan, he loved Reagan so yeah, much. He's like a Reagan Republican. And and now now the state of the media is so bad. Post <laughs> telecommunications act of 96 that we, we, you know, that we are looking at Tucker Carlson, like he's this icon of like journalistic integrity and the rest of them all are horrible. I, mean, just, I, I just don't, I, I just can't get over the fact that I am mean, Granted Tucker, I obviously evolved, but I don't care. I, he's a white supremacist and and he was, he said some true things about, and i really what i think really got him canned honestly this is what i think i think it was the big pharma stuff because that's just like that's like the you want to talk about a third rail in 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 uh broadcasting you 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 hit that one you're dead you're done there's too much ad, ad advertising revenue that's threatened and the rest of it you know, i know he didn't bring in any uh he had the oh, highest that- rated show and no advertisers but that undermines the whole you know, the, the last thing they want you to do is start calling out big farmer in corporate media. Ahead, Wait, me he didn't a... have he didn't
0: have any ad.
11: No, he didn't. He had he, he had no advertisers. He had plenty of people watching, but like no ad revenue was being brought in by by he was he was too. It was it's incredible that that he got so many so many ratings and advertisers would not touch him with a ten foot pole. Uh, so, oh, so I mean, he brought eyes to Fox So they, you know that Obviously to keep him around But I really think he was just really When he came out supporting the black socialists Oh, no Giving them a platform Uhuru, a platform I think that's that needed me Oh, Oh, no question about it It was one thing when he had like on And Mate and Blumenthal And Jimmy Dore And even the Jackson Hinkle But but, you know, they tolerated that because that's a critique of the Democratic Party from the left. And mm-hmm. they, they're they happy to use people who have a valid critique of the Democratic Party, real people who are real, the real left like us. Uh, they're happy to use them to take down the Democrats because that's the political opposition. That's fine. But, you know, you're kind of skirting – you're kind of getting a little too <laughs> – when you start to defend black socialists and then when you start to – forget it the ukraine war stuff really had them after him he didn't so it's okay, he told the line on china but oh no he he called them nazis he said we're funding nazis why are we funding na-? i mean he really went all out on the ukraine stuff <laughs> when, you, when you when you combine that with what he did on big pharma oh no they, they 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 were they were gunning for him for a long time i'd watch his show i'd be like mm. He is not going to be on long. <laughs> There's no question. And and so, but, you know, this is the thing, though. I've got to go back to this. We had administration after administration. We had Reagan with the Fairness Doctrine repealed. We had Clinton with the Telecommunications Act of 96. Obama repealed any uh, 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 regulations against the American people being propagandized. And this is post So he's really carrying water for the neocons doing that. This is post Iraq War when everybody wanted to hold hold those Bush people accountable, and he's like, no, we we must look back, we must look back, we must look forward. So we all look forward and not back, and let torturers and war criminals and propagandists off the hook, and and set the stage for like this for what we have now, which is where you have like MSNBC and CNN hiring like blatantly hiring spooks to, to run their organization and to be contributors on the, uh, I mean, John Brennan, He's a, 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 a Clap, James Clapper, these people lied under oath to Congress, they're contributors on news, they're experts, we, we put them on. We got Don't who's that? Malcolm
5: Nance.
11: Mal, thank you, <laughs> Malcolm Nance. These people are fraudulent. This is the state of our news media. We have come a long, long way. From the days of Walter Cronkite, from the days of like uh, Edward R. Murrow, when these people, at least you know, even if they were full of shit, at least they they tried. They told you that they had some sort of aspiration, and they talked about the Fourth Estate, and you know, Madison with well, we can't have a democracy if we don't have a free press. Well, no shit, we don't have one anymore because corporate capture. Well, we, we in my lifetime we went from Woodward and Bernstein. When like reporters are seen as muckrakers running around with their little hats on, you know, annoying people. You know, Reagan really had a real, real war against the against the press because the last thing he they wanted he wanted was for them to come out and start telling the truth about his administration. We've come, come from all the way to, to that, from that to. This situation where we're looking at a white supremacist Reagan lover like Tucker Carlson as some sort of icon of, of, of journalistic integrity. We're in a bad shape, bad, bad place. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what it reminds me of? I have to say this. First of all, I, I love Jose Vega because everybody needs to go to those I, I get sick when I look at those people in Washington with their you know what really hate you know what really drives me crazy? The White House Correspondence Dinner. Oh my God! They lay out a white car. They lay out a, a red carpet for these people, and these reporters go and they hobnob with these corrupt, with these corrupt politicians. They all think of themselves as celebrities. So when a Jose Vega gets in a room with these, and now they're all from the Ivy League too. They're no longer muckrakers. They're no longer working class people. Like that's what these journalists used to be with Woodward and Bernstein back then. This mm-hmm. is the, just the '70s. They took down. They took down Nixon. This is just since my lifetime, when, when you had them actually televising the Vietnam War. So that's what really turned people against it, along with the draft. We've yep. gone from blue-collar journalists to these Ivy League elitists in this room, hobnobbing with, with, with these corrupt politicians. So when you get a Jose Vega, you walk into that room and call these, these arrogant, starch-collar Blow-dried, shallow, Ivy League liars and propagandists and stenographers for, for, for corrupt politicians, call them out to their face. I love that like nothing else, because one of the reasons why we have two fascist parties running our country right now, is because of the media that will refuse. They just take payoffs, just, just as corrupt as the politicians. They're bought and paid for. we got six conglomerates that own the entire media. That's why it's the corporate media. And they're not satisfied with that. Everybody abandoned them, went to social media. The whole Bernie Sanders thing came up through social media. Trump too. And they wanted, they're determined to never, ever let that happen again they want to they take control of social media and and the surveillance state is is uh taking over and censoring everybody in social media now this is like the stasi's wet dream east germany could never have conceived this level of surveillance and control and censorship that we've got in america right now they call this a democracy and run two corporate tools against each other and tell us we have a choice it's ridiculous and everybody knows We don't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting anybody who actually represents us to even be allowed to challenge these people in a debate. It's just ridiculous. And we're looking at a person like Tucker Carlson, an avowed white supremacist, as an icon of media and uh, icon of journalistic integrity, we're in a bad place, folks. I, I just want to know what people, other people think about what we can do because outside of everybody here becoming a, a Jose Vega and going to these locations when they do one of these stupid press conferences, where they all you know pat each other in the back and, and it, they're so arrogant, it just is so ridiculous. And That's,
7: and that's Jose Vega said while Julie and the sons rots in jail. Oh, thank you. And you have the Uhuru people being set up to go to prison,
11: and they're trying and to everybody's and that running Ta'idi... around here
7: talking about Tucker Carlson. And
11: Ta'idi it's is, it's ridiculous. It is really unbelievable. The, the 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 gall of these people. I know I watch C-SPAN in the morning, and the only reason why I watch that is because they let people call in and give their opinion. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad because these people, they think they know what they're talking about, and they all they do, you, could tell, you can tell when they're just regurgitating um, CNN talking points as pure propaganda or MSNBC or Fox because th- it's like they don't have an original thought in their head. They use the same ver- uh, ter- uh, uh, um, verbiage, the same term- uh, terminology. They say the same stupid shit that you hear the, coming out of the mouth of Sean Hannity every night. Or, or uh, Laura Ingram, or uh, you know Joy Ann Reed, or any of these other sellouts on that on, on either and any of those three cable channels, and 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 they think they know what they're talking about. But here's a big so
7: problem, Dwayne. A lot of these people are older, and like you say, they came from a time period when media. And the news and Walter Cronkite was a bit more trustworthy and they are not aware of the changes that have been made and that these people are unreliable. So they take them as the gospel. And that's 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 why Fox news is doing a double shuffle because they know what is at stake is the control of the minds of that core mindset. And to, to your point, I think Tucker Carlson's, Um, airing the situation about the Uhuru movement Mm -hmm. was very troubling to them because they know they are entertaining a very white supremacist core group and they know that is not going to resonate well no matter what the rights of the Uhuru
11: people are being violated. The last thing that that these elitists running these propaganda outlets want Anybody to do is to start uniting as populists across the political spectrum when you, you see the white supremacist people who love Tucker so much starting to uh, realize they've got common cause with people like the Uhuru movement. They're like, well, hey, you know what, maybe, maybe it's not those black people who are my problem. Maybe it's somebody up above them who is my exactly. problem. Exactly. And maybe I, we have the same common interests. They had to get rid of Tucker. They, they, did, they did. You know what, this this whole thing, what we're looking at with the entire corporate media is, do you remember when those clips came out um, of all those local anchors repeating verbatim the same script with Sinclair Sinclair Broadcasting they own all these local news outlets everywhere, and they literally were following a script, the same script verbatim, word for word. This is what we 're looking at it's like it's like, just a gigantic you know propaganda machine that 's all it is yes yeah. not journalism but it's, that's
2: what it reminds like, that's me that's of the old saying
11: into. that is.
7: He who controls the narrative rules the world.
11: Ugh. Yeah. And that's what we're living through. We are in trouble. <laughs> we are cuz now they want to they're coming for social media. Exactly. We thought we could organize through social media. Oh no, they're not going to let that happen again. They're, they're determined to, to stop us from doing it. So I'm yeah, like, I'm like what do we
0: do? <laughs> well, you have to, we have to go back to organizing in person, which is how um, activists that were part of the civil rights movement, that's actually how they did that. Like, that's how it used to be. Like, people used to organize in person. And I think um, because of all the social media platforms, I think it's, it's more easier to reach out to people via social media, but then you don't uh-huh. always know what you're getting,
7: <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
11: I don't know. I just I need I need to have feedback from people. Okay. But you know what? You I, know, we're, I feel like we're, I feel like we're the, we really are the slowly boiling frog in the pot. I and, think one we, of the saddest the things
7: that's happening is in this age of um, late stage predatory capitalism, it has incentivized and made everybody think that they are alone in their situations and And the sense of community, I I know, at least for me, the sense of community is all but dissipated Mm -hmm. because you're so frightened of everybody. Everybody's armed to the gills. You ring the doorbell, you get shot, you turn around in the driveway, you get shot. It is very difficult to try and build and foster that sense of know your neighbors and build community when you are at this. I mean, when those people. The guy got shot for ringing the doorbell and the young lady got shot for turning around in the driveway. I'm thinking, how are you going to canvas for anybody? You'd be too scared to ring the doorbell.
11: Yeah, and you know what? It's a valid fear because mm-hmm. people are so paranoid and so depressed and so crazy that you don't know if the next doorbell you ring will be some crazy person who thinks you're out there to steal his his, his shit or something and just is going to come to the to the door with, with an AR-15. It, it's sad. It's the state no, they're right now. It's true.
0: You have a good point. I mean, it's you just can't trust. <laughs> you can't trust it anymore
11: right now. This wow. is the way they want us though. I should tell you that there 's a reason why they want us to be all armed. They know that we they got nothing to fear from some guy with an a r fifteen They really have nothing they're an overwhelming force, so these guys you know they can dress up in their fatigues and run out into the woods and play soldier if they want to, but they 're no threat to the u s government, <laughs> so it's like but as long as they keep us all divided amongst each other with these identity politics fights and these social issue war you know we 're all like fighting with each other over stupid shit, and they're laughing all the way to the bank at our expense. And if everybody's got a gun, oh, good, because you know what? We're going to crack down. We're going to we're gonna tighten the reins. We're going to cut out your social safety net from under, from, out from underneath you, and we're going to make you blame immigrants because or, or the black people or the transgendered people or somebody else, as long as you're not looking at us. They're fine because we'll all be shooting each other, and they're going to be laughing at us. They're just laughing at us.
0: Yeah, everybody has to have a scapegoat.
11: That's another go, thing too. As long as you can point go to go someone else. Go from one to the next. Transgendered people, really? People, we're going to stop beating up on transgendered people. It's just like, come on! It's just ridiculous the way the way they manipulate us. And some people can sit uh, by the side and kind of watch this thing happening in front of them, like us in this in this chat and, and listening to this because we are skeptics and uh, but a lot of other people are just manipulated by it and they just they don't even think about what they what they believe they just believe it
0: no you're right about that i mean some people have been raised to believe certain things too go ahead eric
6: well i guess i'm just wondering is it so for our little corner of the left i mean is this is this all we have to offer is just to point out everything that's wrong
11: yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's like it, we're in a room together, preaching at the converted. We're all we all believe the same. We all see the same things. We got to like be able to organize. So then,
6: so then, what's the core problem here?
11: We're, we're all separated. We're all balkanized. We're all no, in the
6: whole system. Well, wow. dig deeper, you know. Core. So the the core problem is, is systemic. It's it's capitalism. It's, it's capitalism. It's the money we're taught to compete with each other, not
11: to unite with each other.
6: Mm-hmm.
11: And that's like a capitalistic thing. We're consumers. We're not a community. They always say, well, who is it? Is it that said, oh, there is no such thing as a community? Was it Margaret Thatcher or somebody? I mean, it's capitalism. That's what it is. They, they want to get rid of the whole concept of the commons, of the common good. I mean, they want to you know, just so... privatize everything. We're all just consumers. We're all might, the I, of the throat.
7: might I say plantation nation? <laughs>
11: <laughs> yeah, plantation nation. That's what we are, and, and it's, so like we, it's like funny. It's if people like, who was it who said, "Oh, we just cling to our guns and our religion." <laughs> that was President Obama. Obama. It? But there's a there's, there's truth there, because as long as we feel disempowered, we're going to search for the wrong ways to try to empower ourselves. We can so, embrace so who's in charge. If want. Oh, who's in charge? The capitalists are in charge.
6: But I mean, who's really in charge? Right? I mean, you have this, this, you have this core group of, of billionaires, you know, up at that level, I, I like to call them the, the 0.1% because it's not even the one percenters,
11: yeah, it's like one you're tenth. talking
6: above them, right? So they're the ones calling the, the shots. Now, now how and why are they calling the shots? They
11: want to maintain you know, their position.
6: But I mean, you know what their them? power that they have this enormous wealth, right? And it, you know, it's the money, right? you know, they have bought off the system, right? Yep. They purchased Congress. They purchased the presidency, the Supreme court. Now they purchased the media.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And so, you know, it's a straight up money game. So money, it, power, control. And so, what other things along that that line of power like that pyramid like in that graphic you know where where is the possible like weak point to to attack that
11: well, it is you a know, pyramid what, right there's more of us than them
6: mm-hmm.
7: but here's why I think it's so dangerous because like you say, the predatory capital But, and we, and we, the power. I think
6: you dropped for a second, Noelle, but uh-huh. you yeah. said that again.
7: I said, um, you know, we're in a place where we know that the predatory capitalists have usurped the control over the government and co opted everything, but it's dangerous because although all power resides to the people, the dynamic of the elites has faced a real big impediment in foreign policy because see, they were attempting to take what they've done to this nation's infrastructure and project it onto the world. And they're going to get a great pushback, but I think it will be the masses who will suffer the most because we're, if if this country gets into any type of militaristic endeavors that leads to some type of hypersonic, weapon or something hit in this country we are the very least people on earth prepared for that you see what happened you know i think about how this country responded to nine eleven and i oh. juxtapose that to what happens in all these other nations who are receiving weapons From the U.S., like what Saudi Arabia did to Yemen and what's happening to the people in Ukraine and all of these things. I'm saying these people know the trauma of military exploits firsthand, 24-7. We're frail when it comes to that. And I can just see us eroding into a type of disarray and a type of dystopia where everybody pulls out their AR 15s and just start shooting everybody and we're know, already
11: there. We are already we're there. already
7: happening. there. You I'm know sure these people know have to have. If this
6: is our message as a left. Why why would anyone join us or want to follow us? You know, <laughs> no. Our, our message I'm trying as, as a get left to get that at be, like like what do we do about this mess?
11: Yeah, it has you to know. be that we could how we have an idea of how a society should be structured that should, that is better than this. We have to represent yep. an alternative way of organizing society, which we do have a blueprint for they call it socialism <laughs> we could If we could do that mean and just you know we got to stay away from so it's so just, it's it 's something i 'm
6: just not hearing very much on on our left and he being, people
11: have been brainwashed into you know. thinking that a term is evil, and then they don 't even look further than that. but if you have listed I mean,
6: Bernie like, was able to. To, well that's hammer right. that a lot, so it's he possible.
11: Did. He was successful, too. He was. He went to red states and filled red... Sta- red, he, filled red <laughs> he filled stadiums full of rednecks from red states, okay? That's what he did. You know, all the, the Democrats, oh, we can't go to... We can't campaign in those states. Those are red states. It's a waste of money and resources. Bernie went to those places. So, and so, filled stadiums.
6: so when Bernie was at his best, look at what he was doing, what he was talking about. He was, he, was about, he was talking about billionaires. Yep. He was talking about economics,
11: bread and butter. He was talking about,
6: and he was unabashedly calling himself a socialist. And
11: yes, he and was. Yeah, I mean,
6: in retrospect, I mean, it, it was weak sauce, but it was, you know, it, there's a thing here that that's possible, and yeah, I, I, I agree. we're not going to get there by by just listing all the the problem. I mean, that's step one.
11: Well, yeah, but, but you know, we have to. We have to know what the problem is before we can attack it. Uh, but we have to have a program. So the government's
6: bought, right? The the, the government's. We have you know, to be it, able... totally corrupt and and bought. And what are we? You know, I think we have to be talking about that and, and really yeah. focusing on on that in terms of something that that we can get at. We, that's, so we the had... reason why
11: they own the media is because they don't want us to be able to articulate a yeah, totally. vision, and we, we've got yeah. to be able to articulate that. Every chance we get, we can't just be, you know, saying the system sucks. Everybody knows the system sucks, but what we can say
6: that. No, I I think we can and should say that, but then here's my new thing. We need to do the pivot. It's like, it's like do the hustle. You know, we need to to do the pivot. Right. And, and the pivot is to say it's about the money. uh, Congress uh, is, is corrupt. The government is corrupt. They're all paid off. And so, it's about how do we attack that and and focus on that, and it's about gathering masses of people up, you know. Yes, doing what Jose Vega is doing, but having a hundred people show up yes. and say, you know, you're corrupt, and you know you shouldn't even be there, and and you know, it's.
0: I just well, I just, you
6: need to fix the money again. Okay.
0: I just want to forewarn something really quick because. I do want people to understand not everyone can do what jose does remember i told you guys a couple weeks ago jose lost his job because of what he's doing
11: yes he did
0: so that's that is something we just have to be very careful about if you can't if you're in a you know he, he couldn't go into detail about his job because he signed the nda but you know what kind of job you have you know what kind of position you're in and if you for whatever reason can't be uh, recorded via video during these types of uh, events then this is not something that you should do like don't risk losing like your your job and the thing is income i
6: i I, I agree as far as what what he's doing and having like one or two or three people our challenge or what i'm suggesting that we we need to really figure out how to make happen is to get 100 people out. Exactly. You know, how to get 1,000 people in the street.
0: Well, that's and what And then, then there's
6: safety in the numbers, you know? Exactly. Right,
0: but that's what Jose's working on. So I, I recommend people who are interested in doing that, you should contact Jose. I think Jose's DMs are open on Twitter.
11: That's a good idea.
0: Because Jose, Jose that's what he's been doing ever since the Rage Against the War Machine rally. He's been training people. They have classes. Excellent. Yeah, like they, he wants to grow the numbers. Like, he doesn't want it to just be him and like, well, and just like Lucy. And I know Roger has has gone to some of these things too. Like, he doesn't want it to just be like a couple of people. They want to grow. So I know he posts these things on Twitter all the time. So I can share that with you guys if you want to learn how to do that. Because the thing is, I'd love to. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the reason why they teach people how to do it, and someone taught him, but the reason why they teach people how to do it is because. You have to be very careful about how you do it because there was a guy who did this on his own at uh, Marion Williamson's recent event that Lucy was at, and this guy he didn't do it in the right way in the sense that he stood up and yelled, then he reached in his pocket, oh, and people thought he was pulling out something. He was just pulling out his phone, but they didn't know that. So this guy got tackled.
3: Yeah. So
0: that's the thing. Like they were trained how to do that. Like Diane and Jose, all of them from like that, um, the, the Schiller, uh, Institute from mm. the LaRouche movement, they all were trained on how to do it. So there's a way to do it, but you need to do it the right way so that you don't get knocked the fuck out.
3: This is so
0: true. I think that, um, those of you who are interested in doing that, contact Jose on Twitter again. His, he's, he talks to everybody. So contact him Good. and tell him you want to join or, you can go to Twitter and you can follow Rage Against the War Machine, which is an actual Twitter account. If you follow that account, they have the links on that Twitter page where you can sign up with them and you can lo- take those classes and you can be a part of that too. It's all the same thing. It's Jose with Rage Against the War Machine, the Schiller Institute. They're all. The, it's all the same thing in reference to doing this tactic. Right.
11: I, I was a trained. I was. I trained at the. The AFL-CIO Organizing Institute, it's just like a little training program that you go through to be if you're interested in labor organizing. And so it always does come down to actual contact with other human beings on a face-to-face level and learning strategies to get the job done, which, you know, if you're going to be a grassroots organizer, you have to be out there. You have to get involved. It's, it's that simple. If you're not going to, I mean, we could all yell at each other in a chat room forever. That's not going to
5: really so, accomplish. So Dwayne, Dwayne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's something for you. You in Maine, right? I sure am. All right. So one of the potential measures that they're trying to get on the ballot this year is they're bringing forth again, the creation of the Pine Tree Power Company initiative, where uh-huh. they're trying to have municipal municipalized power for the state. Okay. Right. So here's something. What's the name of the uh, pack? I guess you could uh, get involved in. I forgot what it was called. But yeah, they're trying to... Um, they're trying to... Uh, 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 Pine Tree Power Company establishes the Pine Tree Power Company. The measure would create the Pine Tree Power Company, a municipal consumer-owned electric transmission and distribution utility. The company would provide for electric transmission and distribution services for customers. According to the initiative, the measure is designed so that the PowerTree Power Company uses its access to low cost capital and an ability to be able to be managed in a manner that is not focused on ensuring shareholder profits. Uh-huh. The initiative also said that the Prime Tree Power Company would deliver electricity safely affordably and reliably to customers to assist in Maine meeting and exceeding climate action goals to improve Maine's internet connectivity through more affordable access to unserved or underserved parts of the state Uh to advance economic, environmental, and social justice and to benefit company workers and state communities, right? So there's also another one. Oh, oh, check it out, check it out. There's there's also another one, right? This one is uh, prohibit. Foreign spending in elections initiative. Okay, so that one is is stopping like, uh, I guess, uh, election spending by foreign governments or entities prohibits election spending or electioneering communications with disbursements by foreign governments or certain entities with partial foreign government ownership or control. So, you know, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but that's something that you could do and organize in, in your state at home.
11: Well, sure. No, I'm aware of uh, those ballot initiatives. And we can and that, help you. We have a. And we we have a. Well, that's good. That's great. I'd love to. <laughs> that's no, no. I, I'm aware of those, and we have uh, Central main Power here, which has basically a monopoly. And uh-huh. everybody here, the ground is fertile for organizing here around those ballot initiatives because everybody's getting ripped off by central Maine power, (laughs) everybody, we all talk about it. Um, And there's an organization, Maine People's Alliance, that actually lobbies, uh, you know, uh, politicians, which is uh, really good. They're they're really good on the grassroots level that uh, I'm aware of. So, I mean, we we do what we can here, obviously, but, uh, you know, you got to think about the micro and the macro, (laughs) <laughs> I was so, thinking about the, everything I wanna make sure I, I want sure to make sure I bring
0: in Joe because Joe's been waiting, and then I'll do Notori, and then I'm going to head out after Notori. Go ahead, Joe. You have to unmute. Hey,
13: how am I coming in? I'm on a new device.
0: You sound great.
13: All right, awesome. <sighs> All right, so want to start off with some positives. Brady, dude, you're a tough act to follow if you're in the chat. Uh, I do uh, admire Tenacity. And if I had five of you at my disposal, I would, my this this whole thing would be done in a matter of days. Um, I got to first apologize because I've missed a lot of the national news. Um, I've had to just restrict my bandwidth for my own mental health, I guess, because I the whole city council thing that I'm doing, uh, that's been going really... Weird, uh, but it's been going interesting. Um, so, just to actually hit upon the the topics of the show, the whole RFK thing—I saw that he was running as a Democrat. I shrugged and decided I'll find somebody to write in, <laughs> uh, and just kept kept moving. That was the beginning and end of my thought process on that. Uh, let's see, I'm, and. As for hosting some sort of um, uh, platform or debate or anything, I I really think you should go for it because uh, between you and Kim, you two could absolutely get Marion and RFK. And you need to invite Biden. And if he Biden and if he just doesn't show up, that's that's his his loss. He so, never show up. Yeah, we I know he wouldn't, we wouldn't so be able to
0: get Biden like. I don't no, even think TYt could get Biden.
13: No, that's the point. You you invite him regardless. And if he doesn't show up, he gets to take that loss. You, it's as simple as that. He made that choice. So just put him in that spot. There's no, I have little doubt that between you and Kim, you could easily get RFK and Kim to engage in some for, sort of debate. So uh, that's just well, that. What, Kim's
0: coming on Friday. I'll ask her Friday.
13: I mean, I, I mean you two between the two of you, you guys could easily draw a crowd. I'm just saying that. Um, The whole Tucker and Don thing, um, I haven't really read up on the minutia, because, again, just keeping things simple, I guess it couldn't happen to two better people. Good for them. (laughs) I'm sure they'll cry themselves to sleep upon the millions of dollars they have. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, again, that's really just, I think people should just stop focusing on that stuff so much. Um, So, all right. I'm running for city council in Worcester, Massachusetts, District Ah. 1. And it is, I'm doing it unenrolled. So, I'm not doing it through any party. Um, And I, I come with basically, like, what I've learned thus far trying to do that. Um, and I'm telling you, it sucks. Um, so the low lights so far, I've had to hear some pretty rough stories about like what people are going through and like, just by virtue of putting myself out there and listening to people and trying to engage, I've had to listen to some pretty rough stories and, you know, it's tough to. You know, take that upon yourself, and in, in some regard, uh, there were a number of folks that were pretty friendly to me, and you know were encouraging me to run um, prior to actually pulling papers. But now that I did, they're keeping me at arm's length, um, which is unfortunate. And you know, there are it's Massachusetts, so I'm guessing you can just assume what party they're they're rolling with. And I'm, I'm guessing you can figure out where they're getting all their funding. So, yeah, the the money thing sucks. Because um, I've got myself pretty much funding this. I have the help of somebody else who is a frequent uh, viewer, Betsy. She's been immensely helpful. Um, and that's the thing. Like, what you guys are... Everything you guys have been saying about, like, Bernie and AOC and, like all these people, we don't have the money to, to just throw it. People that, and then watch that get, you know, pissed away. And they so know that it's, That's it's the point. It's really tough for me. Like knowing that to ask people for money in any, in any regard. So I've, I've had to try to get clever. Um, and I, I, Noel is absolutely right about the fear because I did canvassing just the other, just this past weekend, um, with the aid of Betsy. And I was having a really, really good conversation with a constituent a potential constituent. And I was ignoring my, ignoring my phone and I missed call, missed texts They, You know, they thought I had been shot or something or like, I had walked up to the wrong person, so like the fear's there. Like that, that's that's absolutely, you know, something that crosses my mind. Uh, let's see. RFK Junior.
11: has that fear from his own Democratic Party family. Yeah,
13: word. right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but I do, I do want to, um. End on a few positive notes, I suppose, because uh, I don't want to just be a Debbie Downer. Uh, hey, Eric, how's traffic on Eleven Demands
6: looking? Eric, oh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't on the button. Um, I don't know offhand.
10: You should check it out.
6: Uh, I haven't gotten any like messages. No, but I've been directing a bunch contact. of people there. You
0: know where so. we need to, you know where that um, 11 demands needs to be platformed? That needs to be brought onto Joe Rogan's show. I'm not kidding. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious because either Joe Rogan or Russell Brand, because it will reach so many people. Yeah, that's
11: a great idea.
0: I'm, I'm serious because I think when people hear it, they'll be like, oh, damn. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh.
5: But the thing is, people just have to hear it.
11: Dude. Dude.
5: Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention something before. Uh, when you guys were talking about uh, was it Democracy Now, you know, NPR, PBS, or whatever the case is, you have to remember, I forgot what year it was, but you have to remember when they went uh, corporate. There was a year where corporate Bought into, bought slices, bought pieces of NPR and, what do you call it, and PBS. It was somewhere in the last, I think it was during the Bush administration, I forgot exactly when it was, maybe it was Obama administration. Once you saw that, then later on, that's when you started seeing, you know, democracy now going the way it's going and PBS, all that different type of stuff. You know what I mean. So I remember
11: Amy Goodman had a whole thing where she had a conflict with Pacifica, you know, Pacifica Radio over uh, the ownership of Democracy Now, where she got the rights to that program because they created it, you know, on uh, as part of the Pacifica network in uh, New York on WBAI before it was, you know, um, uh, syndicated to the. Uh, five or six different Pacifica stations and then went national, got really big. And so they had a big legal b- battle over that, and she had control of it. I think that really influenced uh, the, the programming on that. Uh, I think she she's more conscious of, like, uh, money. and she, she But she made a mint on that. She got, like, uh, millions of dollars for that, and I think that changed her perspective a little bit. I know that C-SPAN is funded by... Uh, uh, corporations and PBS is really dependent on underwriting, and they're, they get a lot of their underwriting from uh, the same, you know, corporations that have bought the rest of the
0: corporate. She media. also, uh, Amy Goodman, um, as someone who, who is here in Massachusetts, I'm here to tell you she also comes from wealth.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if uh, so, okay, so was wasn't there something? Uh, That happened in the last couple of days. Something that had to do with Washington Post. Then Washington Post report something or not report something. Something to do with CIA. Something like that. I forgot what it was. There's so much uh, news.
0: Which time? I mean, recently. Yeah,
5: in the last four days or something like that. Recently,
0: they they were the ones that snitched on that. Yes, that's what it
5: was. Right. I knew it was something. Yeah, the snitches. Do you, okay, so see, so now you have to go back. Okay, mm. that's um, you got to remember when Bezos bought Wapo, he did a six hundred million dollar deal with the CIA. Yes, okay. Did. So now, once you, you when when you hear that news, now you got to fast forward to the future, which is now the present, which is now the past because that was like two weeks ago. You see what I am saying? So, so it all it all fits. You know mm. they're working for the government now. Yep. You know what I mean. So well, state-sponsored well, media.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, Bezos also gave money to Vance Jones too. Well, yeah,
5: yeah,
13: but you know, yeah.
0: Anything Vance else, uh, Joe? Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna bring it. No, the I got,
13: talk. I got a couple more things. I like, uh, I've had, uh So one of the good things is hearing stories and all that stuff. Um, I am proud to say that among my first. Few signatures are uh, Jay- Jim McGovern. I just walked right up to his house, rang the door. Oh, wow. Yeah, just asked him to uh, ask if he had partic- helped me participate in the democratic process. Just wow. Did it. And awesome. I also got um, everybody else who was at home too. So that was fun. Um, it's it's interesting, the whole thing, because I, I don't want to take people's money, so I've had to get creative. And I, um, I've reached out to like artists, eccentrics, the people in the city that have been like pariahs first and foremost, uh, to see what's been going on and see how I can help them. And in doing so, these democratic candidates put so much like, um, weight and so much uh, emphasis on yard signs and like getting those yard signs and all that stuff. So it's like, okay, screw it. I just went to an event where there was a bunch of, um, incredible uh, graffiti artists. So it's like, all right, I'll bring a yard sign that somebody donated to me, say, here, use this as the canvas, and just, I'm getting my first yard sign tomorrow. So I'll be the first candidate in, to my knowledge, in my district to be planting a yard sign. And they take, they make that so, so, um you know they take it so seriously but like there are ways we can do this we can we can just i've had to find ways around um and it's it's possible it's but you, you do have got, to
11: be creative you're right cuz it's yeah
1: like, yeah um, the money
13: problem yeah like it's and like i don't have like i still haven't filed with the ocpf yet just cuz it's tough um, the system is absolutely meant for to oh, keep yeah. folks like me out. Um, cause like I've got a work schedule. I've got to contend with tons of stuff. Um, I think, but like, I think I'm, I think I'm making it. I think I'm doing okay. I mean, I might be the first like dumb fish to crawl out of, out of the water onto the land to, to, and see how far I get, but maybe the person behind me can do better. Who knows? Um, yeah, Old Sturbridge Village. Sabrina, you should look that up. The whole charter school thing. Yeah, that's a whole mess over here in Worcester. Um, and I think that's about all I've Sorry, I was muted. I thought I was
2: unmuted.
0: Have you reached no. out to any of the um, activist organizations or socialist-like organizations in the Worcester area?
13: Ah. Uh, it's tough, go. It's tough because the ISG and all that, and I don't know. I I feel like as soon as I start, as soon as I join one of those organizations, I have to play by their rules.
0: Well, no, you don't need to join.
13: Or, but, but you yeah. can
0: you can let them know about your campaign. Like for example, That's I true. knew um, a friend of mine actually ran for local office uh, last year. They didn't win, but. Um, they reached out to Socialist Alternative chapter here. They reached out to, um, oh, I forget the name of the other group, Shoot. But there's another one. There's a couple of like like Marxist, like socialist like organizations, like in Massachusetts, like they reached out to those groups, but they did it kind of late in the game. Um, so I think that's why they didn't gain as much traction. But I recommend reaching out to those people. And I also recommend uh, contacting, if you can in some way or, or form, reaching out to the college students in the Worcester area. Oh,
13: I have stories about that. I have stories about that, but it's getting late and I should probably let the next caller in. But yeah, um, I'll take care. That whole thing is a mess, but the college stuff. All right, I'll uh, <laughs> catch you all later.
0: All righty. All right, I'm going to bring in uh, Natori. And then I'll I'll end with bad cookies. Go ahead, Natori. Just gotta unmute. There you go. Hello.
2: Hello.
9: How are you? Can you hear me? We can hear you. I can hear you. Hey, hey, I'm doing good. Do you think you can have um is it afro man? Do you think you can um interview him? <laughs>
0: i can i can try to reach out (laughs) he might be hard because he's because he is a musician but i can reach out to him and try to get him to come on
9: yeah it will be interesting and i want to talk about um miss marianne oh she gets on my damn nerves i do love that a lot of people is running Well, i hope more independents run. but i saw a clip on um, twitter just saying she was on fox acting like she was so prized and shocked that the democrat did this to her but i reminded her in the comments that um y'all network a couple of months ago told her this was gonna happen Mm
3: -hmm. yep we
9: did i'm like girl why are you so shocked and surprised you knew this was coming you supposed to have a plan (laughs) yeah i
3: don't
0: you know, uh, uh, there are some people who just don't listen to what we have to say. They don't see us as knowledgeable or credible.
11: What do you, especially and, Marianne being an elitist. She's not inclined to listen to other people's advice. No, we did try what,
0: to tell her that.
9: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Right. How, and I did say in I'm the sorry. comments, too. I said, um, let's cut the bullshit at the end of the day. you going to tell people to rally around Jim Crow Joe. <laughs> Again, I said that you you say you're different, but I feel like you Bernie all over again, but a weaker version. And <laughs> What's weaker? That she, she say all the right stuff, but she really, you can, to me, it's just like she's saying all the right shit that we've seen before. And she really ain't gonna do shit, but at the end, do just like Bernie is on his knees for Joe. Exactly. Let's call her a uh... Dime Star Bernie. <laughs> Dime Star Bernie. <laughs> it's, so crazy to me. it's just, and then I see, ugh, I see other people like, like yeah, I'm um, marrying is. Yes. I'm like, I don't, it's just, it's irritating to me because it's like we've seen it before. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised myself that people are surprised because Again, we tried to tell people that this was going to happen. I've been telling people since day one, Joe Biden doesn't have to debate any primary challenger. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to explain this to people. But no, people didn't want to hear it. They were like, you're being nihilist.
3: Oh, please. You're,
0: you're, a, you're
3: club,
9: Debbie.
11: I can't stand that. <laughs> nihilist. Diana. Telling so, the yeah. truth. It's nihilism. Come on. So, Face reality. Why do you
9: have you're to on be on a breakfast club interview?
0: no I, I didn't see that I have to watch it but I, I was people were like you're being a Debbie Downer they were like oh you're just being a you're just a doorknob and I'm like okay it, it's it's not my fault that you don't want to accept reality That's but right. uh, you'll find out
9: mm-hmm. it's just weird to me that they say how corrupt the Democrats is but you look stupid when you say all this and then you tell people to vote for them and you run in this one right like, <laughs> I don't, and people, and something, I still see the people that's, I guess they're so desperate, but wait, I just want to slap the people that's following them, like the, um, what's a crystal ball, and then I want to slap them too. Oh, because it's like, why are you still following these people? They say one thing, but then at the end of the day, you know, like they're going to tell y'all to
11: vote for these people. That's why everybody in the mm-hmm. chat, Tabby, when you're doing that part about the crystal ball, everybody's just cracking up. It's like, what does she expect? What did she expect was going to happen? And she's all disappointed and shocked. You can see the shock on her face. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like self-parody. It's like, how do you not know that that's going to happen at this point after watching what happened to Bernie? How do you know? How do you not know that? And then call yourself a uh, an analyst. Why should anybody go to her for political analysis if the obvious escapes her? So obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. but see this is why I don't prop up this is why I don't prop up these candidates like it's mm-hmm. one thing to interview them it's another thing to, prop, to prop them up Yeah. when That's you have true. a show because Chow. the thing is is like when they don't come through then everybody's looking at you
11: uh-huh. and to me it's just like no idol worship is not a good idea at this point
0: no Like Mm -hmm. for me, it's just like, like, I do news and I do interviews. If there's somebody running, that's considered news. But am I out here telling you, vote for that person and support that person? No, no. because I went through that. I was on the other side when I listened to a lot of these channels and they said, support Bernie Sanders, support AOC, help canvas for these people, donate to Mm -hmm. them. We need to get them into office. Like I remember all that shit. And I did all those things. (laughs) I did all those things. When we all, all those people that. all those people fell through and they did not perform, I was looking at them sideways Yes especially when they were still trying to defend
5: them. Oh, please what would happen if they decided that we're not just going to uh, cancel the debates but cancel the primaries. Oh with that force? I guess that would force them to run independent. They can do At that least. too. They can yeah, do that. Sure, no, yeah. could.
11: I mean, they may as well. It's a farce.
5: Yeah, they might. They might as well cancel the primaries. We're gonna have no primaries. All right. Turn to Mariana Anna, and uh, RFK <laughs> Jr. All right. What you gonna do now? You gonna run independent finally? <laughs> finally? <laughs> it's like, come on. How, what,
11: what, what do they need to see to realize that the system is so corrupt that they're not going to get a fair shake?
0: Also, why are they still trying to be nice to Joe Biden? Like, that is another like, great question. That, that's another reason why JL a lot of people
9: don't you did, his, did, you see the, did you see the message that he put on Facebook talking about of- my friend? My eh,
11: friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
9: your friend. Wait, whoa, whoa, what
11: now? RFK. What did he say? Yeah, my friend.
9: friend. Like, I'm like,
5: uh, God. <laughs> my friend. Another friend. My friend who? who? Who did he call his friend? He's talking about
11: Biden. He's talking about Biden. Mm-hmm. Wow. First RFK all, was talking about people, Biden. He
5: sounds like Bernie. Why these,
3: he sounds
0: like yes, Bernie. he
11: does. Just like him. Right.
0: But why are all these people friends with an accused rapist?
3: Right. Oh, please.
0: See, this is why you don't hear, this is why, like, squad members, this is why they don't go into independent media. Because they know we're going to ask these questions. Why are you pushing for Jim Crow Joe? Why are you supporting someone who's accused of sexual assault? Miss AOC, who was one of the people who, you know, is always talking about we need to protect women and women's rights are under attack. Okay, but then why are you blindly supporting someone who's accused of sexual assault? Why haven't you responded to Sarah Reed when she reached out to you about her allegations? And from the very beginning, why are you got, like this? Is just this is ridiculous. Yes. i Like this is why they don't go into independent media. And Corey Bush, for one, if I remember correctly, some of the Uhuru uh, members are in Corey Bush's district.
11: They are. Yeah.
6: They. You hasn't said a word. Hey, Roger, a word. Roger, we're getting a lot of no, road noise from your mic.
9: I forgot the um the um black guy you interviewed. Well, you did interview them before, but it's just pissed me off that the squad, so called squad, haven't said nothing about the um FBI rated them. Haven't said and Nina Turner haven't said a damn thing about it.
0: Amali Yashitala. Mm hmm. Well, TYT probably doesn't allow that.
7: But here's the other thing. That democratic apparatus is powerful. And these people know that if they cross the wrong lines, they're going to be on the wrong side of whatever it takes. And they're just not willing to make those sacrifices. And as for the the, Marianne and RFK, my ground base complaint is you cannot run against an incumbent and refuse to take it to him. You're supposed to be like Notori say, you're supposed to walk him like a goddamn dog if you want to take down an incumbent.
11: He's not your friend. He's your enemy. You
7: can be, he's nobody's friend. And if you want to make a dent, you have to not only strike into the simmering discontent around his broken promises, but That's you right. have to drive a stake through his political heart. This is politics
11: You cannot 101. tiptoe around here to my friend. That's right. This is politics 101. You have to differentiate yourself from the other exactly. person.
0: But I hate to say it, you guys, because the same thing with the, um. oh, shoot, John Sasevich, he was the same way. John Sasevich was like, well, you know, I'm not here to fight anybody. I'm like, you're not oh, here to fight, but
9: what
3: Disgusting. the fuck are you here to do?
9: That's why I was so... Right. I'm sick of these weak ass. I was so oh, angry about Sabrina.
5: that. Sabrina, I have a story to tell you about that. I forgot to, I forgot to mention it to you. Um Kit had DM'd me a while ago and and was asking something. Uh, he was referring a que- a question to me. He said, "Hey, uh, John Stashevis would like to know if you would like to work on his campaign." Yeah, he asked. Like, he
0: asked all of us, Roger. <laughs> I'm serious. He asked me too. I said no.
11: <laughs> Sorry, not shilling for any politicians. Sorry. Put up yeah,
5: up. I, I was like, especially federal. I said, my my, my mind is somewhere else and trying to see what I could get done at home. Work. You know what I mean? I think, the, I think the only person that I'm supporting at this point is Larry because he wants to make New York State a citizen ballot initiative state. And he's for public right. banking and worker co-ops. But that's about I mean- it.
9: I do wish we had some other, like, just, I don't know why I keep thinking somebody out the blue going to come, but I wish all the squad would get somebody run against their ass and get them up out of there, because I don't like none of them.
0: I think Jose and, has been a primary challenge um, AOC. AOC,
9: yeah. good. Which, and good. The reason why I hate them the most is because... They got people last 2 $3. I don't even hate the Republicans as much as I hate Democrats,
11: especially oh, no. the squad.
9: Because At the least squad, you can see the
11: Republicans coming. These Democrats stab right, right between the shoulder blades. The
9: most dangerous to me is the squad because they take the poor and working poor last and oh, promised that they were going to help and they ain't doing a damn thing. Not and like Noel said, um, they know, like they get threatened or whatever, but um Shama Sawan, she give me hope. And I feel like they could be more like her, but I feel like they get tempted with book deals and money and they mm-hmm. um cave Hold to off. the money instead of being, yes, instead of being like, I'm down with the people. It's oh, funny
5: uh, you mentioned the squad. I was just on Twitter and I was I was scrolling down and there's this uh, user on Twitter called Avenger Clitoris. And uh, she had uh-huh. this picture she had this picture where it's parallel you see the picture says the squad versus my squad which has it, it, which is a bunch of fucking colored dildos on her bed which is funny oh, okay. yeah oh um Sabrina just just to let you know he is in not ALC's district uh, but he's in Richie Torres's district oh yeah Luke- that's right sorry Luke- Richie Torres I think he's
0: gonna run against Richie. And I think Lucy said she would write herself in against
5: AOC. Right, right. Lucy and somebody, Lucy in AOC's district. Oh, by the way, Dwayne, uh, you said Mm -hmm. you were hoping RFK was gonna, you know, he was gonna be like a regular Democrat. What's the? No, 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 no. Regular Democrat?
11: (laughs) I wouldn't vote for no Democrat. No, no. I was hoping he. I'm hoping he'd be. I'm hoping he'd still run after they force him out, which I believe (laughs) is inevitable rather than bending the knee. Now, of course, if he bends the knee, all bets are off. It's starting to look more and more like he's going to be bending the knee, which
5: makes me nauseous. I was like scrolling, I'm like, oh shit, this is the tweet uh, Sabi was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know, my friend. Joe Biden, he, he's like, I know Joe Biden, he's my friend, I disagree. No, my please.
0: friend, my buddy, my it's pal, my friend, yeah, uh, my bro. That's a deal breaker.
5: That Nick basically mm-hmm. was on that tweet, Nick said, oh, so you're not going to bend the knee and shit, and some people came in like, oh, it's a strategy, Nick, it's just a strategy. <laughs> you 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 just want to be not we got to be nice and to Joe Biden now to let them in. You mean you in you, in the, door. You
0: mean like, the same fucking strategy that they ran the past eight years, which has gotten us nowhere.
6: Yeah, we well, I mean, got them in the club, right? Yeah, they say more oh, than the, the, the club,
9: club. y'all bring receipts, um the Black Radical Network. When y'all, I know they hate when um I don't know who do it, but every time um Crystal Ball or tyt or marianne say some dumb shit and then they come posting y'all um y'all um show work i love when y'all do that because it's like just breaking down their um their um what they post on twitter it's so funny to me and i love it let's you bring it back I'm-
0: cookies just gotta unmute
12: what's up how's everybody doing tonight greetings <laughs> Good evening Hello Bad hey, Cookies What's going down man Hey um, Sabby I wanted to uh, Touch base with you on, what this on this progressive thing that you're doing Yo feedback's coming in I don't know whose mic's open um, Okay I think but, it's fine now Alright uh, I thought I absolutely love that part Where you're like hey everybody Let's stop calling them progressives and call them regressives Because let's be honest that's what they are And I absolutely love that moment So thanks for that
3: <laughs> you are
0: and,
12: welcome. Um, the Claire Daly segment was amazing too. She was on fire. It was amazing. I love that woman, yeah. Uh, the the part that I loved the most was when she was talking about how the American hegemony paradigm is changing and how we are oh. no longer going to be the cream of the crop. I was like, my God, woman, stop! You're you're killing me because like a lot of people do not understand that with the loss of the U.S. petrodollar and the way everything's shifting around, we are really going to be in for a rude culture shock awakening in the next. Oh, yes. Years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody outside of us who, who understand like, hey, we know this shit's coming on the woodwork. Everybody else still has their heads stuck in the sand and you tell them, hey, you, you guys should really start paying attention. This shit's going to affect you real bad real soon oh but the oh but the republicans oh but the democrats it's it's a it's a hassle it's a farce it's a farce it
11: really is it's like pro wrestling
12: yeah for real and i just love that claire daly said that because i shared that video with every shit lib and fucking every (laughs) republican friend i have and they were losing their mind and it was wonderful thanks for that too Saps. You're welcome. No. Yeah, this is
0: a big, big, big uh, wake up call. Them. You know what's crazy, too, is like most Americans that I know have no idea who Claire Daly is. Um, they have not seen that video. A lot of them are not on Twitter. Like, it, it's so there's a, a a large segment of the American population that is still completely left out from this discussion, and this conversation. And that's why I told you guys, like, share that video with as many people as possible because i think a lot of people are still asleep they're still watching like netflix they're still like acting like everything is normal like they're they have no idea the no average idea. up to and talk to has no idea that you have china and brazil have agreed to get rid of the american dollar they have no yep. idea these things are happening you know nothing yep. about foreign policy oh, They don't really know what's going on with this war in russia and ukraine they you have no they don't even know what BRICS is like when I just bring this up in conversation to people, just an everyday conversation. They have no idea what I'm fucking talking about. I just want to be like very clear. So like outside of this space, most people are not aware of what's going on. And that's the thing that mainstream media, I think, also aims towards, too, is like they want to keep the American people ignorant. Blinded to, yes, ignorant. They want to keep them blind and they want
11: them to be sheep. That's right. Do you know that when people call in to C-SPAN and try to mention that, the moderator will completely cut them off and ignore what they said. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a few more than a few times.
5: Is that will to you?
11: <laughs> it didn't happen to me because I didn't call them and talk about it. I've talked about other things on there.
12: <laughs> hey, Sebs, so I got one last question for you and then I'll let you go. I understand you're on your way out. Um, sure. What do you have coming up Thursday? Thursday, up.
0: Thursday will just be news. Um, I'm not sure if we're doing the JB and Sabby show. Cause JB, um, if you guys didn't hear earlier, JB did have a, a death in the family. So I'm not sure. I'll check in with him uh, later to find out about that. But um, Thursday will that. just be news that I know of so far, unless something interesting happens tomorrow. Um, and then um Kim Goodbye. Kim will be on Friday, and then I'll do two new segments with that as well.
9: I do have one more thing to say. I don't really give a fuck about Don Lemon. I don't like Tucker, but the one thing, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I am going to miss about Tucker is he had different all kinds of people on his show, and that's what I hate that mainstream media don't do. But he did have, Hell I do give him big respect. I don't like him, but I give him respect because I did... Tune in his show when he had like um, Jimmy Doyle and other different people on just to hear a different side. And I hate how MSNBC and CNN, CNN act like they're so damn righteous, like they don't sit on TV and lie every damn day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Sabrina, I forgot. To...
5: Um, I had to come back to to cable. Because they forced me, but you know what they do, because you was talking about like a couple hours ago, you was talking about cutting the cord or whatever it was. I'd cut the cord and then some of my apps I couldn't use because I no longer had my uh, TV service account, my cable account, despite I was still getting uh, at home internet from them. So... In order for me to use some of my apps like a b C you know whatever the case is, you know it's like some entertainment stuff like t v one, I had to go get my cable service back, so that's another way that they keep you on the cable thing you know I was trying to watch my unsung man
0: just use um just get youtube t v it's still cheaper.
5: I do have I do have a question for both of you, Sabi and uh, Roger. Uh, there was a couple of years ago, well, a couple years ago, they used to give us free channels. When I was in Canada, I used to watch a couple of free channels, and they cut that shit out. And they told you like they were going to go on cable, so you couldn't watch free channels no more. And they told you you had to go to get this specific type of antenna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a digital, but I remember that They did that here You got to get a what? specific antenna If you wanted to, ride f- to, to watch free channels in Canada So I remember Stabby just said that uh, they basically Probably got rid of that too Because me, I just watched my shit on the internet Nowadays, I haven't watched cable in forever Or even TV well,
6: What happened is the, the broadcast TV went digital and, Right And they That's went to was. different uh, They went to UHF channels So yeah, everybody had to change so they what about so they got rid of the box too for for broadcast? Yeah, no. Uh, they told you had to, you had to get a specific a special box to watch. Well, what TV. happened was, if, if for TV. the older TVs, you had to do that like during the transition period. But the newer TVs, all you need is, is an antenna.
8: Okay.
5: Oh, oh also,
6: and Roger, maybe you should get Hulu. Maybe they would get you what you need. I have Hulu, and that didn't get you but, those shows. I thought they had stuff.
5: I mean, I I don't you know I, I just browse through stuff and I'm like,
6: you just don't oh. want to work for it.
5: <laughs> you know, like maybe maybe I should reactivate my um, my YouTube TV thing. I guess maybe you know I should I should do that or whatever. Um, but also, I want to mention something real quick that you mentioned a couple hours ago. The, the, um, the corporate, the the commercials, when you talk about the commercials on corporate news before, I think it started getting, yes, definitely after the 1996 telecommunications act, but it definitely got more dangerous when they started showing commercials for things that people are not in the market to buy, such as an F-15 plane fighter or some plane or whatever the case is, or, or, you know, like, you know, like one of these military industrial things, right? So it, 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 it was probably more pal- palatable and they probably had a little bit more uh, that the host of these shows probably had a little bit more breathing room before Clinton made it made advertising for prescription medication. A yeah, thing you see what I'm a, saying good point. Mm-hmm. so so let's say if your commercials were I don't know a coffee mate or uh um, I'm trying to think oh tied laundry detergent or you know what I'm saying something that's not like I mean you know not detrimental like a like the fossil fuel company or the military military industrial complex or or the big banks or uh health insurance companies or pharmaceutical industries. It it was there was probably a little bit more breathing room for them to say this and that about the big companies if if they're if they had small like advertisers like, you know, buy my thing. You, you know what I mean? That's Just, a good
0: point. That's a good point. Know. Well I think that um I'll be honest with you guys. Like the only time I usually see commercials is when I watch uh Hulu and um none of those things are appealing to me like when i see these commercials i'm like if i see another verizon commercial i'm gonna scream because it doesn't make me want to switch to verizon it never did never will. like yeah. it's just stuff like that like it's commercials for things that like i don't need or i don't want i don't feel like compelled to buy or anything like that i'm mm-hmm. also just really cheap and i really don't like spending money so so this oh. also that too so commercials to me have always just been annoying
5: like to be honest with mm-hmm. you Yeah but- they never made me buy anything either
6: Well it's it's so like Richard Wolff talks about this you know and just it's it's a core thing of capitalism it's just it's not even about the the market that's there it's about creating markets you know it's yeah. not it's not about s- supply and demand like supplying it's about trying to create demand mm. systemic
0: yeah, that's a good point. All right, guys, you guys. never I'm, go wrong
6: with car commercials.
0: Oh, go ahead, Noelle, and then I'm
7: going to head out. I going to say, you know, this era, as if Project Mockingbird was not enough, mm-hmm. you have to go and corporatize the media and this, that, and a third. Exactly. And it's just another sign that they are not willing to let one ounce of the narrative go just the way it would naturally or an organically go. And it troubles me because as we, you know, contemplate the reality of BRICS or the BRIC plus currency, I ask myself how many of that 1% class is going to be so heavily invested in other currencies. And so that when the dollar really takes that fundamental hit, because it is not the universal currency, I mean, um, um, denomination of trade anymore. Uh, The everyday people are going to be stuck with a devalued dollar. It is going to be catastrophic to so many of us and they'll have tried to escape. And, And the other thing that troubles me is I don't think they're going to take this sitting down. I think they're going to Press some type of military buttons because they're just not going to go easily into the night. If you know what I mean,
11: I agree. It it, Mm. it's it is scary. That's
0: a good point. That's a good point. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Um, Yes, that's right, Noel. You don't get to say good morning.
7: Oh, yes, I do. It's twelve fifty. It's twelve fifty-one. That's technically morning. <laughs> Balls! Oh shoot! You're right. Good morning. <laughs> Those bad
3: good morning.
0: <laughs> All right, guys have have a good have a good morning.
3: See, See you here. all. Bye.
6: Bye. Bye. Bye.